0: choose life, choose a job, choose a career, choose a family, choose a fucking big television, choose washing machines, cars, compact displays, and electrical tin openers, choose good health, low cholesterol, dental insurance, choose fixed interest mortgage repayments, choose a starter home, choose your friends, choose leisure wear and matching luggage, choose a three-piece suit on higher purchase in a, high, in a range of fucking fabrics, choose DIY and wondering who the fuck you are on Sunday morning, Choose sitting on that couch watching mind-numbing, spirit-crushing game shows, stuffing fucking junk food into your mouth. Choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in a miserable home. Nothing more than embarrassment to the selfish, fucked-up brats you spawn to replace yourselves. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want to do a thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I choose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got podcasts? Now, w- when I was on line two, you started nodding because I had McGregor down. Um, it was hard to maintain. I'm not going to say you had
1: him down, but I was, I was impressed close.
0: that you were in the ballpark. I was in the ballpark. And then
1: very quickly, it was gone. It's a lot. And then it kind of came back at the end. A little bit. I recovered it at the end. Choose life. I, I can't choose do life. I, uh, cho- Choose life. Choose life.
2: I can't, I
0: can't do this not a lot of in a Little while. Colin Farrell. Lil Colin sure, Farrell. Irish, yeah. obviously. But there's that boyish quality to his voice that he still has. Still has it.
1: Yeah. That's why hello there is funny. Hello there. Because when he says hello there in Star Wars, yeah. he is that line oh uh, Alec Guinness says that yes. right? Right. And so clearly they're like, ah, oh, it's no you know, we're referencing. But the way
0: he says it, you're like, he's like a little kid, like yes. you know, picking someone up at school. Hello there, you know. It is also we we did uh, Dr. Sleep on the on the Patreon feed Paywald recently. Uh, we talked about uh, UN for a while there. Watching this movie, it is just incredible how he has aged. He's always he's beautiful. You mean that he's a good-looking man? Yeah, and it, but it's just basically just he looks exactly the same, just yeah. with some added wisdom. Well, he's had good work. He's had some good work. He, he's one also, of those guys I mean, he, where it's like
1: he's, he's like
0: you know, he's had a little hair.
1: Thirty pounds on. heavier than he is in this movie, but that's that's intentional. Sure. Okay. So this is what we were talking about. Don't ever point at me. I'm sorry to point. My mother, my mother used to tell me I would get slapped for the way I pointed at people. When did I was you? A child. No, no one never did. Never. Well, <laughs> your mother was a fucking liar. <laughs> well, she probably scared me off doing it. Can I say what I thought you are I thought you were going to go. Oh. I'm not going to do the whole thing, but I thought you were going to go. Choose podcast. Choose a podcast. Choose a podcast. Choose oh. a fucking big podcast. I wondered if you podcasts, would do that podcast. too. That's actually, I would not do it all. That's no, a better podcast. That's fucking funny. I thought you were going to do it. Well, well, I literally had it all written down wow. in case you weren't Wow, do it. you had done that? Wow. Yeah. When you were doing it. Uh huh. I was sort of like, oh, he's not doing that, but then I forgot. Of course, there is that killer final line of, the book. you know, I've got heroin. That's right. the thing. You know, and that right. does that does fit. Yeah. So I think you did good.
0: Yeah. Podcasting the modern heroin. Mm-hmm. We've covered ten Ewan McGregor
1: films on the podcast, but if you you know if you don't count uh, Star Wars, we've only done Big Fish, Birds of Prey, and on the special features, Doctor Sleep.
0: Okay. Right. Big Fish is really the only. McGregor Prime. Big Ewan movie we've done on the main feature. Which you before. don't like him in that. You're very anti that performance.
1: I'm very anti that performance. You have said... I
0: thought it was Crudup who I was... Crudup was the Crudup one I was well. launching missiles at in that You've episode. said horrible <laughs> things to me in private about Ewan McGregor's performance at Big Fit. <laughs> oh, Scandalous what? things. Scandalous <laughs> things. Things <laughs> that would make your mother tell someone to slap you. <laughs> I don't think... I think that when he does
1: that American G whiz yeah. thing, I'm always kind of like... Okay, you know, like that's hey, not no, that's we're not, not Down with love. Well, I do love him in Down with Love. Thank you. Catcher block.
0: Catcher block.
1: Catcher block's great, but you know, but he's not. But that, but that's a he's playing a cynical character there.
0: Oh, he's, he's like, a cad.
1: Yeah, like yeah. i I'm more mean when he was being a boyish baby face boy. In American accent, yeah.
3: I, I get, what you're, saying. I get what you're saying,
0: yeah. But I think that's the good one. I think that's the right context. He's good, he's he's handsome, he's a handsome man, he's a star. I'll, I'll oh follow, my 100%, god,
1: he's 100%. Such a star. I'll follow him wherever he wants me to go. That's the thing with him.
0: We, we had this conversation with our buddy Alex Ross Perry when we were doing Clockwork Orange about like how many very actors, similar movie. very similar movie, yes. But also how just, like, uh, most actors who worked with Kubrick, the Kubrick film is the thing that will be in their obituary. Like, he gave people their definitive role and their definitive project.
1: Right, although he was wrong about Barry Lyndon, and we should have challenged that on the podcast.
0: Love Story or Paper Moon, you think? I think it's Love Story or yeah. Poor Paper Moon. I Maybe think both of those have a Tatum bigger... thing, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we we always... You're never left with more regrets about what you should have challenged than after an Alex Ross Perry podcast, but you gotta let him go <laughs> when he's going. McGregor will never give a performance more definitive than this, right? Like, I'm, whether or not it's his best performance. Yeah, that's true. And it, sometimes with guys like this, it's like, well, if that's the thing, they come out of the gate, everyone meets them on this movie, it's hard to overcome. But it just feels like this is the crystallization of everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I think he's done a lot of great work. I think he has probably a lot of great work ahead of him. This will be mm-hmm. his eulogy. I think all more than Star Wars. I
1: think that in the United Kingdom, there's no doubt that that is true. Uh-huh. But I think in America, it'd be fucking Star Wars these really? days. I think so. I mean, he's had, a, more weird, me he's speaking had a weird Ill of America, but. career, though. I don't he's know. He's had he's had a, he hasn't he's had, a weird, had like... I think Moulin Rouge is the other movie that might be at the top of that's the true. list. For both probably countries. Probably for the US, probably yeah. people think of Mulan Rouge.
2: I don't know, though. When I looked up this movie, this was playing on Cinemax Encore. Like, right. yeah. it's, I feel like this is like a mainstay for oh. like...
1: Yeah, Yeah. being, being a played movie. on premium, yes. you know, cable channels. It's incredible. I love this movie so much. We're going to talk about you in a lot on this miniseries. Yes, you love this movie so much, so much. Me too, so much. Um, but I just wonder if it's like is uh, is this more ubiquitous in Britain than it is here? Like, has this become more of a weird artifact in America? I
0: want to say this. What this is a podcast called Blank Check with Griffin and David. I'm Griffin. I'm, I'm David. David. Wow! Yeah, Fuck, Charles.
1: Fuck. Jesus Christ, Fuck. taking me yeah. to the paint. <laughs> you gotta be Charles today, David. It's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's like uh, you know, work the bag. Yeah, <laughs> like it'll, it'll wake
0: me up. You're not gonna like it. No, no, I love it. It's a podcast about filmographies. Yep. Directors who experienced massive success early on in the careers, such as making a movie like Trainspotting that cost 1.5 million dollars and made like 90 million dollars worldwide.
1: Yeah, 80, I think. Yeah,
0: okay, around there. Yeah. Um, and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce. Baby, this is a mini series on the films of Danny Boyle. Now, this is his second movie. True. This is the first one we are recording chronologically. True. Which means you need to weigh on, on this on mic right now. Yes, I'm ready. I... You, you threw out a name that seemed November right. On November 7th, yeah, I wrote... I just texted to the Blank Check Group text with no further comment, trains podcasting. Wait, was that what I thought was good? And then I wrote, it's either that or Slumpod million cast. <laughs> yeah. And then my third text was 28 podcasts later, dot, dot, dot. And your response was Tuesday, November 8th, anyone want bagels? <laughs> <laughs> The next well, morning, did anyone? <laughs> I wrote absolutely. And you, you got go. bagels, and I thank you there for that. You but the point is, it's it's been over a month, and you never weighed in. I think it's train, wait, say it again. Train spodcasting. It's train good. spodcasting. I think thank it's you. that. Here's why. I think why. it's good. Yeah, One,
1: it's silly. Yeah. Two, I just want the art to yes. be the train-spotting the train poster oh, of art?
0: I mean, well, of course. It has to be. Of course.
1: So, like, of course. And I don't want it to be the Slumdog Millionaire poster, which, beyond the fact that <laughs> it's a movie starring non-white people, which is yes. nice, it's kind of a bad poster. It's a bad poster. So, like, you know, fuck that. Yeah. And what was the other one? 20, and 28 Days Later, that's just, like, right. red and glowing eyes. Like, that's kind of boring. Yeah. And also, that's just kind of boring. Yeah. 28 podcasts right. later,
0: Transpodcast. Transpodcasting. Oof,
2: it's not rolling off the train tongue. Train spotting.
1: It's, I think it's that, rumbling into charming the station. About it. Exactly. The yeah. fact that it's impossible. It's a we little to the squeaky.
0: Train spot Train spotcasting. Train spot Train spotcasting. Yeah. Train spot Train spot spodca- Yeah. Train spot <laughs> Today we're talking about the titular... <laughs>
1: the, the titular uh, film of this miniseries. Correct. Danny Boyle's Train Spotting. His yes. 1996 British black comedy I suppose.
0: One of the most important films of the 90s.
1: One could argue. A, a definitive Culturally. film of the 90s, especially in the UK.
0: Our guest today returned to the show after far too long. True. Creator of Search Party. Hmm. Co-creator of Search Party. Nah, just creator. <laughs> Taking
1: it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Charles Rogers. Thank you for having me. I really... Hi, Charles. I'm so honored to have been picked for such a seminal movie. I really... When you offered... The list to me, I was like, well, train spotting is my number one, but like you you're gonna get like Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're gonna get one of your big kahuna guests. What if Lynn Manuel Miranda attempted a train spotting stage adaptation? You'd get some famous Scottish person. A famous Scot? I don't know enough famous Scots. No, who would More be? fool me. Yeah. I don't have enough Scots in my life. More mm-hmm. fool you? Yeah. You would get Danny Boyle. <laughs> Hey, life. Danny, <laughs> what's your favorite Danny Boyle movie?
0: Oh, is pretty good.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just, after, after Mixed Nuts, I really was like, I'm gonna have like a how did this get made relationship no, to no. The, the, Look, the movies that I get invited to. We like to. to
0: mix up sometimes, but we... Uh... I don't know.
1: I think Griff was like, Charles likes Trainsporting. And I was like, Charles is perfect for Trainsporting. Yeah. No questions asked. Like it felt same good. Too. It felt
0: clean. Yeah. Now, we were talking right before this about uh, uh, trying to get hot. All, all three of us were mm-hmm. relating our struggles of wanting to get hot. While eating uh, Little Caesars. <laughs> David Little Caesar's, Caesar's, Caesar's. Caesars. I didn't touch that. It, it tastes... <laughs> I also <laughs> didn't touch it for yeah. the record.
1: Ben and it's I are getting hot. <laughs> liquid gold.
0: Sometimes it's I so think good. I want to get hot, and then I eat something like Little Caesars pizza, and I'm like, why would I ever give this up? I'm not sponsored by Little Caesars. I simply picked it up with my own two hands well, let's say and brought this, it into the studio. A lot of slots just opened up for 2023. <laughs> if Little Caesars wants to jump in. Oh, yeah, that's true. We could become Little Caesars presents blank check. The point is, we were talking about this, and you were, uh, Charles, you were talking about a friend of yours who uh, was hot and then got even more hot, and then it turned yeah. out... He he, had, what? You can finish it. He had worms. He had, uh, he had a lot of worms. He had a right. He had a lot right. of worms. A lot of them, right. Right. yeah. Uh, and this thing of just, uh, oh, the people who, uh, who look the most hot, often something horribly unhealthy is going yeah. on, whether deliberate or unconsciously. I like the characters in this movie. I was gonna say it is it is upsetting how much I kept thinking to myself how good these fucking guys it, look. It is it's
1: two things. One, it's the vintage
0: thing. Absolutely. And
1: two, it's the fact that they're they're all hot in the movie,
0: yeah, but they're also all still
1: hot. Yeah. And so there's yes. this thrill to seeing them young, to seeing all these, you know, Kelly McDonald and Hugh McGregor and yeah, yeah. Johnny Lee when Miller he's like, naked. He he has no fat. Like there on know, his it, abs there's nothing. When he bends nothing. over he lost it's still a tiny. Lot I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. This to summer. this day, I mean, I'm no longer like, you know, when I was like a twink, I mm-hmm. was like into skinny other twinky boys and now I'm not that much, you know, it's not I love Congrats. all types of people now.
3: very,
1: um, very cool. Huge. <laughs> or just <laughs> just men really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all let's, types let's, of men people. Let's not get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but then like rewatching this movie, I'm like this is still the pinnacle. And this movie has a very coming out origin story for me because I had the train spotting poster on my dorm. Mm, yeah. And there the, these, the like classic. The classic this, one that everybody had. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the yeah, nice yeah. orange one. Yeah. And I had it on my wall. And these two girls that I met in orientation, Rachel Carlson and Electra Yao, in hindsight, okay. Shut up. both probably, yeah, Rachel, if you're out there, I miss you. <laughs> 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 if you're around. Um, and they both, in hindsight, they were like, I think both after me, and I just didn't realize that. And they awesome. came back to my dorm, and they saw the poster, and they were like, "He's so hot in this." And I, it was the first week of college, and I made the choice to be like, "He is," and I had never ever sure you were wow. you were comfortable being like. And then I was like, like, gay, I, was like yeah. "I can't believe I just did that." And then like two days later, they were like, "So are you gay?" And I was like, "I am." <laughs> and that was wow. and then that was it was no turning back. So it was it was the soft opening. So of it's the you, yeah, it's yeah. you, and specifically that you were agreeing. Everyone was agreeing, or there. I mean, even it'd be funny if they were pointing to like Robert Carlyle, like if he was the one. <laughs> he is, though. Oh, I, he mean, is. He's, I mean, he's everyone looks good. That's he's pretty yeah, yeah. in this movie. Yeah, yeah he's, he's got a pretty guy in general. He's got those cheeks, pointy little, little pretty nose yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, or were you just kind of like, I mean, Ewan, Ewan I mean, it's e- Ewan. Ewan. Ewan, 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 Ewan is Ewan McGregor. Uh, it's unparalleled. There is no one who is. As hot in that way ever he, since. He's Trevor very
0: again. beautiful, I would say, beyond being but he hot. He doesn't he's a, look like anyone else, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look like any other attractive person. If that makes sense. No no, 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 no.
1: Apart from his little dimpled chin, yeah, which is very cute and very like old Hollywood. Sure, he does. You're right. He doesn't have like a. It's not like oh, he's like a blah type.
0: Like you know, like yeah. you know, like I like, don't I, know, some some actor. I remember as as a, a dumb as a dumb little straight boy. I would not understand when women would say or girls my age would say that someone was attractive who did not look like the, the 30 rock dro- joke, a mm-hmm. cartoon astronaut or whatever. Right. right sure. I'd be like, well, I understand what a handsome man looks like. Squarish jaw. Sure. Yeah. Looks like nose, Superman. Blue- right. Yes. I was like, I understand Superman is attractive <laughs> conventionally to women. I don't understand. And people would say that about Ewan McGregor and I'd be like, he's kind of goofy looking. Yeah. Because he he doesn't. He's not. Conventionally pretty, no, I would, but he's got the same. He's got the another. I
1: totally get orange. it now. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but the he's Malcolm got McDowell. the Malcolm McDowell. That's a good. The comp. same rap swag. Yes, it's that same. And also Robert Pattinson. Pattinson in Good Time, similar. Oh sure, that's sure. it. But like Pattinson that little is like so. Hands. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always that. And like Jude Law, who is, I would say, the sort of another Brit, pr- very pretty Brit mm-hmm. who emerges a little after Ewan. Just mm-hmm. a little. A little. He's similarly, you're like, yes, I get that. The guy looks yeah. like yeah. he's from a 30s movie. Like, yeah, right. he's very, very pretty, very right. handsome. But yeah, Ewan's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's also a you scragglier. Can, you compare
0: like McDowell. He's still hot. And Pattinson. Obviously. They're both scary in those movies, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Pattinson obviously is in good time, he's choosing scary. to invoke mm-hmm. that. Yeah. McDowell even when he was at his prettiest there was something oh, yeah. menacing him. He totally Never played totally a guy who so is like
1: zero. just like a chill normal guy. Right. Like if yes.
0: Malcolm McDowell was like, "Hey, how you doing?" and smiled at me, I'd
1: be like, "What the fuck do you want with
0: me? I think it's the <laughs> I'll give you my money. It's okay. The secret to the success of this yeah, probably movie is There's there's something innately sweet about McGregor. It's the Danny Boyle magic. Yeah, it's it's this is, but also just you know, him as a performer. It's good, like no, it's no, why but, you yeah. need him at the center. But good call, Danny
1: Boyle. Sentimental streak. Yes, very crucial to Train Spotting success. Yeah,
0: but but you and Bremer played Bremer yep. played uh Rent Boy on stage you when sure they did he, this as a play. He played he played yeah, Rent and yeah, Rent yeah. Boy. I am sure they do not really say it. That is a fantastic performance that he gave. Right. But you watch this. He's so good at Spud. Amazing. He's he's, an incredible character actor. He looks like
1: a a wounded deer or whatever. He's so sweet.
0: You know, you you feel for him. I cannot imagine this movie working with those two guys flipped. As a movie. Yeah. He could play Renton on stage. I could see Ewan playing Spud. I don't know if it would work, but I guess Ewan would just play
1: him as the sort of innocent. Yeah. I I guess I could see that. It's hard to imagine. I think that probably the stage play had a different... A slightly different tone, or something. Yes, it was sure. just like a little bit more of like a. I bet it was a little ickier. There's no vibe to the research where it's like Ewan Rebner was like, "That's my role," and he t- he's not fucking Jimmy no. Conway. No, no, no. In no. He was like, I name? was really appreciative yeah, that they gave me a good part.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, I think he like fully understood. Like, no, no, you not need... Jimmy.
1: Jimmy Conway is
0: fucking the good fella's character.
1: <laughs> Come on, Jeff Conway is that his name? Oh, for Greece? Jeff Conway, you know, like, he was yes. he played. Danny Uh, Danny
0: on Broadway and then he was in the movie. He's like looking at Travolta being like, you stole my part, you fucker. Right. And then you watch Jeff Conway on the first season of Taxi and he is straight up doing Travolta. It's clear that like it broke him. Right. Right. He's like, that must be what I have to do. Come on. It's that kind of thing. But no, I I think Bremner seems to say like, I got it. Completely. Yeah. That I didn't have the innate sort of weird quality that you needed for this to work as a movie. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy to play Spud. I kept on, I watched all the special features, uh, which are preserved on iTunes now from what was that. a pretty good DVD uh, at the time. But they talk a lot about the book is so sort of like shortcutsy. Mm-hmm in that it's just all these vignettes yes, and it right. scatters across right. the it's, characters. It's fairly more. plotless, yeah. Right, and, and I think the play was maybe a little more like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was, like, Boyle's, like, first big decision is, like, we're turning this into a 90 minutes. This is going to be a digestible movie. commercial film. Yes. Right. Which which uh, Irvin Welsh appreciated. And and because yes. of that, everything kinda has to be from from Renton's yeah.
3: point he's, of view. He'll be
1: the main mm-hmm.
0: character. Right.
1: Right. Right. He, it was just more ensemble.
3: He's the line. He
0: well right.
1: it's in the book, he is the most sympathetic character. He's right. like, all these people suck, and I don't know why I'm doing this, but right. I do love heroin. Mm, yeah. So good. Num nom nom. But like so, like in the book, if you're reading the book, you're like, well, Renton is kind of the only remotely sympathetic character here. Yes. Spud is kind of sympathetic, but he's sort of stupid. But
0: Spud, I would argue, Tommy only becomes Tommy is T- tragic. To- yes. right. tragic. Right. tragic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Spud sure. becomes sympathetic, I think, because of Bremner's performance. A little bit. in the hands of a different actor, right. I don't know if he lands that way. right. In in the That's book, true. he's
1: just an innocent. It's yeah. like he's
0: like just. You feel bad for
1: him. Spud could have been more yes. chaotic.
0: And you could see him being so stupid that you can't even relate to yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Ben?
2: Well, I was just going to say that they, they, in the book, they jump around from different perspectives. Right. So there's
0: different characters
2: speaking.
1: Ben, did you like this book? <laughs> yeah. It's a real <laughs> <Yeah. bad> book. <laughs> so this oh, yeah. book, oh, We have a lot to discuss.
2: I, had the, I also had the uh, poster, but I had the um, Choose Life.
1: Uh huh. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, like yeah The yeah. monologue yeah. poster. Yeah. 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 I I tried to uh, we'll okay, show, I bought the we'll book and then yeah, I was like yeah, I actually don't go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. I bought the book. I you know, like every other book in my life, I didn't read it. Mm. And then <laughs> I I downloaded the audible and I, it was just like so thick, the accent, I was like, I I actually don't think I can do twelve hours of this. <laughs> so like I, I wonder just, who
0: read the audible. I couldn't book. do it. There's uh, one of the insane things on the DVD. There's a lot of interviews from the con party for this movie. The Cannes Film Festival. Oh, the right? Can, right, of course. No, 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 it's not. Cannes Festival. No, you're right. You're right. Cannes can Film Festival. I think this movie comes out in the spring, so when it's playing at, at It came out, so it came out
1: in February in the UK. Right. Then it played out of competition at Cannes, and then it came out in America in the summertime. Right. So, so the not sort of helped build up.
0: The Cannes so, party right. is like, this film has fully They're succeeded already, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a phenomenon, and now we want to take on the world. The, the, the question is, can you take this... Yes deeply unsympathetic film about heroin addict criminals. Right.
1: And make it cool and sexy and fizzy, which it is, but like enough that Americans
0: are like, ah, one ticket, please. So they have this, this uh, can party that was like, I mean, the intertitles are saying like, the film played at a competition as a midnight screening, but it was the only unanimously like sort of uh, well-received film, the entire festival. And then like the party became the must attend event of the festival. And they show the party and it's like Mick Jagger, Tony oh, yeah. Collette, oh, like the yeah. people like Damien burn. Yes. <laughs> just an incredible crew of people. But the longest, Martin Landau, who gives a bizarre interview where they're like, do you think this like signals the start of a new wave, a new media, a, a new generation of British filmmakers? And he's like, eh, what are you talking about? Waves. Waves aren't a thing. They're not generation. It's just people. It's just one person makes a movie. Like, he's very angry about it. I kind of like that It was kind of incredible. <laughs> and you're also just like, what is he doing at this party? But then the longest interview, weirdly, the guy who stays and talks to this fucking red carpet schmo for the longest is uh, 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 Noel Gallagher. Sure. Well, he is also king of the world right then. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Noel Gallagher? Of Oasis. From Oasis.
1: Oh, oh, okay. The front man. Okay. And, well, the... and
0: they ask him
1: if... He, also a chatty guy who loves to go off if there's a microphone. And Proto was good of him. and was saying oh, he's so good funny. Shit. He's maybe the funniest British person. But alive.
0: they were asking, do you think the film's gonna connect in the States as much? And he goes, I don't know, the fucking accents. I they might understand. I didn't understand what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's a man who is somewhat unintelligible. He's Mancunian, he's from Manchester. And he was saying I did a very bad job of his accent there, mm. but he was saying that he could not understand most of the dialogue in yeah. the film.
2: Did you guys watch this with subtitles on? Absolutely. I sure did. Okay, yeah,
1: I was gonna say. David? Yes, I did. I mean, well, I, I watch everything with subtitles because my daughter. Yeah, I'm a little uh, that way, too. Um, of my daughter. Yeah, also, your because daughter, of your daughter watched this yeah. movie? No. Okay, and, and, she didn't watch it. She I actually, just read it. She read you the just, subtitles. I you just showed, her, her, you showed her only the baby scenes? <laughs> well, that's. I actually put it on <laughs> with my wife in the room because I was like, just watch the first 10 minutes. It's like, it's like fucking, you know, shot out of a canvas. Has she it's never seen it before? No. Wow. And that's not surprising. Um. And, uh, quite quickly. She was like, there's a baby. Is the baby okay? And Uh I was like, no, and maybe we should stop watching. Maybe
0: less okay than a baby's ever
1: She was like, you shouldn't have even told me that the baby is not okay, even though I'm not going to watch. You should have just said you the baby's like, okay. The and baby I was is like, so not okay. I was it like, comes does back. this movie have a vibe of the baby's gonna be okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, not really. But, yeah, but It's, it's, it's Chekhov's baby. It's, I forgot about that. It's
2: also, it happens so early in the movie, yeah, and we move on, and it's yeah. still light and fun. And I don't know how well, it pulls that's that why off. this
0: movie is a real magic trick of a movie. I hadn't seen this movie in a really long time. Probably since... Or I something. saw it one time in high school, and I hadn't seen it since. Wow. I watched
1: it a ton in high school and yeah. probably in college, and then I
0: hadn't seen it in so long. And the baby, I
1: remember being so hard to watch. I had yes. just, I, I'm I, gonna be honest, actually. I skipped the scene. Really? I, I've seen the movie many times. Well, it I doesn't really count not your opinion is. It was not the hard… It ended up not being the hard… The, the hardest thing for me watching it this time around was Tommy. And when Tommy That's goes back, I done. was like, yeah. Yeah. I am so bummed by this. But the baby… I was just like, this is really well done. I was no, just, it like, is well done. I was yeah. just sort of like appreciating the experience no, it of is. the movie. But like at this time, I around, actually just, it, I was compelled immediately. I picked up the remote notes. with like, the forward, sheets forward, forward, is still yeah. the moment that I sure. can deal just, with the toilet. Just yeah. yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, the, the length of it. Yes. Yeah. You know, if, if that was five seconds, you would be like, okay, but like the fact that we then it, he were with him in the bed for a minute. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, the follow up scene. Yes. Like that is uh, so like yes. this, is, this is based on vignettes. Like that scene yes. is like this was something that was a vignette. But scene. to me, that is also just, it's, and this is a Scottish film, obviously, uh-huh. it's Scottish, yeah. but yeah. it's so British. They're so fucking obsessed with, you know. Kaka poop and poop and yeah. butts and dicks you know yeah, what I mean well, in that yeah. weird way where they're
0: like such a proper country a so many ways of it they're so like scatological and silly mm-hmm. you know what I think is a weird choice it's it maybe the only thing I'll ding boil for in this movie and I, I'm wondering if I'm gonna get pushback from you guys on this knowing who I'm careful. talking to No trains. careful well no no we'll talk about that although there actually is a, a one there is one train, There's one train. Oh, I, I have something to say about that yeah. too me too uh, when, when Spud passes out in the bed and Shirley Henderson. Uh, she Henson, looks at his cock and she's like, Not let's see that what I good. Mean, I'm I'm like,
1: it's pretty good. Excuse me, I know. <laughs> Thank yeah. You. This is my point. Yes.
0: I'm like, if I'm Danny Boyle, that's a funny beat on page. Yeah. You get on set. Bremner's like, I'm good to go. Here we go. Drops Here's Kit, what I look like. Shows his dick. You go, like, We're now framing this. That's not going to exactly the The joke doesn't work. He's got a pretty good penis. Or you do
1: inverse prosthetics. The one of the only times in film where you make it smaller. Tuck it down or some kind of perspective trick. I don't know. There's something you can pull off. You just don't show the dick. dick. His dick dick is
0: really fucking good. Or whatever. You know what? And I'm surprised. I'm like good for Spud. And then she's saying the exact opposite thing. But maybe what the the hell does she
1: want? She's (laughs) addicted. She's addicted to the biggest dicks in the world. And it's soft. It's soft. It's soft. And it's, for, a, it's foreskin too, which can often foreskin. make it look a little tucked up.
0: <laughs> David's giving a a, a yeah, from his first okay. new group.
1: Uh, <laughs> so, transpony. Um, wait, wait, wait. Can I? Can I? Okay, I have a gifts for you guys. I got oh you guys. Oh, you said you had something. Something. I'll say okay, it surprises. Is he? Is it plaster casts of you and Brenner's penis? <laughs> yeah. I got now that it's come up, I mean, <laughs> I should get them out. It is the okay. So. I wanted to get you guys something from the movie, so I found the wow. prop store, like a like a, an eBay store, sure. a UK eBay store. So, like, do you guys know why it's called train spotting? And there's a couple of answers to this. But
0: in the book, there's a bit where they're at a train station. Old man comes to them and goes, "What are you guys doing? A bit of train spotting?" And that guy turns out to be Bagby's dad. Is that right? Oh, really? Yeah. And apparently, the scene is in T two. Oh, interesting. That? That's, oh, that's why the funny. book is called that. I read. I but what what's?
1: Well, there is the whole like train spotting is like when people would just take down the numbers of trains. So passing trains, by train and that's spotters a, are a, a type of British person.
0: Uh huh. I think there's that guy on TikTok. I was going to say, you know, this guy with the head camera, and it's like a fisheye he's lens. Like, hmm. I'm in, I'm in no. Edinburgh
1: Waverly today and there's going to be a 305 coming in and then like a train comes in. He's like, oh, very good.
0: And he switches to this like head camera where his eyes are like weirdly It's like this <laughs> overly wide... Lens that's mounted on a helmet on top of his face so his whole head looks like E.T. Oh, wow. And he goes to train stations at like 4 o'clock in the morning and is like, I think it might come. I think it might come. And he's a modern-day train spotter. Yes. To me, the idea of
1: it is like, because train spotters, especially when you were in the 90s, they would be these weirdos who were standing at the front of the platform usually. Sure. And they would kind of just be standing there alone maybe with a little book. Mm. And they look like drug addicts. Right. Because they're just kind of like standing their way, you know, and like, and also what they were doing was so obscure, even to me as like a lover of trains, like they would be obsessed with specific engines or whatever, You've you know. You've talked
0: about this before, that you really want to see I'll, this movie. we will get
1: to that. It. Charles. Charles it. Okay. Well, yes. okay. There's that. There's several, I think that there's supposedly like several reasons for the, the okay. title. One of them is this prop. Oh, which okay. I was actually able to get from this place. Oh, my God. Um, for ben. So these are three Easter eggs. I got manila yeah. envelopes. So th- okay. th- this prop is in one of the scenes, if you remember, and it's an Easter egg within the scene, and it's actually why the movie is called Trainspotting. Okay, so it's, it's um, a pair of Hanes uh-huh. white underwear with train, uh, Y-fronts, to be clear, Yeah, with train written on the back, and then just oh. a little uh, spots of blood. Yes. mm mm-hmm. uh, on the, uh, the rear, uh-huh. right? On the yeah. seat.
0: Yes, on the seat.
1: Uh, one might say. Uh, what is this in the movie? Um, they said it's in the movie. And I paid uh, 400 euros <laughs> each. Mm. Um, and you just were like, even though I just watched the movie, yeah, that's in the movie. Must be in the movie, a, right? I'm yeah, pretty yeah, yeah. sure it's in the movie. They yeah. won't uh, tell me like, uh, what frame, but I've, they been won't told, tell you. I've been told that this is in the movie. Yeah. No. I Wow. Mean, and like, under, and, and, and these envelopes were clearly, this is the <laughs> sent in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these blank. They disappeared. It was it was a courier
0: service, an unlabeled courier service. At UK the... Film Props. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I love
2: well, too that they screen this and this is an ironed on.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, it was the 90s. It was a different time. Is Can a different you believe time. I spent that much energy thinking about making this? Well, well, and also that you have a. You have a, an at UK film props <laughs> written on here. Yes. Not an account that exists. No. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna confess. <laughs> number eight six two. I did a swift Google. <laughs> you You would know. <laughs> came yeah. up with a serial number. Right, All right. So anyway. Thank you so on. much spotting. for our. <laughs> incredible no, this camp. is it's a great This is a great. It's Got
0: gift. period spotting I and mean, it. it says have train on to add to add it. To it to might our... not be period. It's at. That's some. That's okay. some ass it spotting. It could be anything. It could be ass spotting. <laughs> That's some back of the. They're gonna go on our on our uh, menagerie, our hall of blank check. There you go. Display. Thank you. Uh, thank You're you welcome. so much. You're such a sweetie, Charles.
3: It's uh, yeah, pretty expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> David, tell the story. What? A oh, oh, my mom.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. I mean, it's just okay. So this one comes out in 1996. I'm yep. living in. I'm 10 years old. Okay. And I do, I am interested in movies, but, you know, I feel yes. like, you know, the movies I'm still rushing to see are like The Hunchback of Notre Dame, right? You know, movie. Yeah. Could be, just, uh, w- yeah. what's out in 96? Sure. I'm trying to think, you know, like what? what Dunstan is, checks in or is that? Oh, I, I checked in. With old, old, checked old, checked old in. There's in. no question. Never checked out. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously I am not seeing some of the more adult hits of 1990. You know, Fargo, sure. right? Uh, you know, Scream. Uh-huh from Dusk till dawn. Sure. Now I'm looking at You get at to those list. later. You weren't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready for that. I think I may have seen I saw Star Trek First Contact in theaters. Hey. The movie's kind of, you know, intense. Yeah. But uh, there's these posters for a film called Trainspotting. They are pretty much the coolest posters. Yes. Uh, imaginable. The advertising campaign for this movie is second to none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously the poster does not feature anyone shooting drugs into their arms and yeah. it is called Spotting, and It kind of has this kind of like now arriving thing going on, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was part of the, you know, the taglines and all that. So I'm like to my mother, like, what's this movie? Is it about trains?
0: I have to see it. Gotta see it.
1: And my mom was like, it, no, no, it's not, it's not about trains at all. Like it's not about, there's no trains in it. And I was like, what's it about? And she said, drugs. It's about people who do drugs. And I was like, what are drugs? Yes. (laughs) Because I was 10. Right, And my mom had to be like, okay, what are drugs? Like, I just remember very clearly her being like, how do I sum that up now? Like having to, for the first, and she's like, I don't know. It's like you smoke things that are bad for you. And I was like, like cigarettes, like like my father smokes. And she's like, no, they're worse. I mean, arguably, (laughs) you know, like, and then she suddenly just like lost in like, you know. (laughs) The criminality of drugs. How criminal should they be? Who can say, (laughs) you know, what a broad term it is. (laughs) She's clearly not about to be like, I mean, these guys are doing heroin, which is like, that's a really tough one. You know, like she doesn't even get into that. But I just remember her failing completely to explain to me why anyone would want to see this movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what it might be about.
0: No, I would, I I mean... Because uh, nothing about this suggests
1: anything, really, except that there's hotties in it. That it's cool. Right. That it's It's like This is a very cool movie. Right. I also, like, I had questions like, why is one of them called Sick Boy? That's right. not a name. And she's like, I don't know. I mean, she didn't see it <laughs> at the time, I think. So. Oh, no, she did see it. I remember when it got nominated for, this film was nominated for one Oscar. Screenplay. Best Adapted Screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when it got that nomination, me and my mom watching the, and they were like, John Hodge, Trainspotting. Spotting. she was like, that's a cool nomination. Damn. Like, she was impressed yeah. that the Oscars, like, It didn't there. win, though, right? Did not win, I believe. Well, who beat 96. it? 96. Probably lost to the English Patient
0: uh, I'm going to guess. No, no, no. There's an obvious sling blade. No, was, that's is, the, is that adapted? So, yeah, because it's from a short. Let's see. It loses to Billy Bob. Well,
1: you know, we love Billy Bob and we, we, we love French fried potatoes. Oh, that's
0: a bunch of gibberish, though. That, that is mean.
1: wild. I don't know if he, that should win. He beat the English patient yeah. among other things, train spotting. He beat Arthur Miller for, the uh, for adapting the crucible. Sure. Kind of a you know yeah. name nomination but whatever and and the funniest adapted screenplay nomination of all hamlet kenneth branagh he did not cut a single thing out of the yeah. play <laughs> so he
0: basically was just I like here's what this would look like on screen. nominating branagh it's
1: such i love that movie it yeah. is such a lazy nomination yes. Yes. to yes. be branagh being like here's no. my adaptation i'm not changing a thing it was <laughs> probably a slightly different like typewriter font yeah you that's, tr- adapted that's it, right. true so, ye old screenplay yeah
0: But he, uh, Billy Bob that year was like giving him screenplay was a way to also make up for not giving him actor. It was like a two-in-one win. He He was was. unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Um, Growing up in the the village of New York City, this movie was so fucking omnipresent when it came out Mm -hmm. that I thought this movie was as big as Star Wars. Mm. Because it was just like, what I now understand is like, oh, that was a very, very savvy marketing technique. That they understood they had to make this movie seem cool by like, you know, Putting the posters up everywhere mm-hmm. and promoting the soundtrack and all these things. Soundtrack was a big part of it. I didn't understand that was them trying to get people excited about this movie. I yeah. was like, this is the biggest hit film of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would see that poster, which just looked so cool. Anytime my parents went to see a movie and they'd come back home and I'd be awake. You know, like they go out for a movie night and I I should have been asleep and I'm an insomniac as a child, but also they're in love, man. Well, they, this is is dates left and right. This is, <laughs> this is a bit decades ago. But um uh I'd always just stay awake for them to tell me what the movie was about because I just oh I wanted to hear about these cool adult movies I couldn't go to. And that was one where I was just like, and why is this watchable? Mm-hmm. Sure You know it's like When you're on a kid paper, you're And it's like, not There's no so plot Yeah And you're like What's it about And you're like It's just about drug dealers uh, Drug addicts And their lives And you're like You told me they're bad yeah. yeah You say those are the people We should cross the street To stay away from right. You just went and watched A movie about them I mean a lot of them are Like I've never
1: loved kids Because I just feel yeah. I just feel bad Watching kids yes. So I'm like I understand what's Impressive or artistic About it But at the same time Like spotting Is the opposite of that Like
0: I'm, I'm on a great ride The whole time there, there's an interview with Boyle on the special features from when they were shooting this movie. So not even knowing the legacy or how it was going to land or any of that, where he said the big challenge for me was, uh, you know, there's so much like war on drugs stuff going on. It'd, it'd be very easy to make a sort of polemic film, a, a Christian F. sort of tragic basketball diaries was he said the whole thing he didn't want to make. Right. And he said, "I think if you're gonna make a movie about drugs, you have to acknowledge that these drugs are pretty fantastic, mm-hmm. right? Right? Like, you know, He's yeah. Like, it, there's a reason people take them, right? But it's... there's this thing breaks all the rules about drug
1: movies. I feel like, yeah. It starts with them being like, we 'We're done. We're not gonna fucking do this shit anymore. It sucks.' Yeah. Like, it's twenty minutes of that self loathing.
3: Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. and but yeah, and it no, it, you're right. It represents the pure pleasure of it too. Whoa, whoa, what's up? What's up? Well, what's up, David? Is that what's up um." <laughs> I mean, I think that it's also because not to like skip around to like the biggest picture points, but like it's because it's one of the few, like you think about like Requiem for a Dream and it's like, I mean, that movie is about drugs, you know, like a lot of movies about drugs are about drugs. And like when I was watching stuff about the campaign for this movie, it's like they really emphasized this is a movie about heroin so that it would be like polarizing and like all the sensational stuff. But it's like... It's not that the core, like, themes and messages, as I was, like, watching it as an adult this time, I was like, this movie seizes you because it's, like, truly existential. Like, this movie is really profound. It's about, like, a sort of provocative nihilism about systems and about like how mid 90s totally everyone's like is history over Mm -hmm. why are we all just fucking buying stuff yeah living our boring lives what are we gonna do with ourselves it's a cut above that too because it's it's even it's somehow more timeless than a gen x thing that's sort of like everything sucks because then like Mm -hmm. danny boyle comes in and he makes it joyful and he makes it fun and the ending and i don't want to just like cut right to the ending but like the sentiment The sentimentality of the ending is so complicated it it like it ends in this way that it's like, this is such a complicated movie, and it's about working inside of a system that you can't get out of and the options within that system and like the freedom that you can attain isn't a freedom outside of the system. It's a freedom yeah. of giving in to a part of the system, which right. is like really hard. Just like it's really freedom, hard like, to like you know process that and like accept. How many balls it's juggling thematically at the same time? It's amazing. It's not just
2: like we're selling out.
1: No, not I'm at sell- all. I'm a
2: sellout. Right. It's Which like the this is like, the 90s. fucks me
1: over, so I'll fuck people over, and now I'm free. But I'm not free. But it's right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <sighs> well, I am free, but it it's but no one's free. it's limiting, and I can't right. You know, I can't do this for very long. Yeah. Without possibly dying. Or yeah, being yeah, yeah, present, yeah. But I feel or, alive by cooperating right. with. Like an oppressive aspect of the system and right. reacting to it. Uh, let's cr- let's crack open
0: the dossier. I
1: can't do that. I don't have that, David. I just want to point out. Yeah. in 1999, the BFI did sort of like its version of the AFI's yes. Top 100, and this film was 10th. Uh huh. 1999. So only three years after yeah. the film came yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, and the other movies in the top ten are like what you would expect, like Third Man, Brief Encounter, Launcher, sure. Thirty Nine Steps, Great Matter Expectations. Of life and death. Mm uh that's 20th but you know like wow. it's just it's just all i mean uh, don't look now na- i sorry the red shoes is the uh, oh, okay. the column Pal- press okay. in the top 10. but like you know british yeah. classics yes. and yes. like in 99 in 96 99 it was like yeah train spotting right. that's
0: like that's as totemic
1: because, well, like, that's how they, it felt the, in Britain. This the movie AFI just felt list, like,
0: yeah. When they do the AFI list in 99 or 2000, whatever it is, and they put Schindler's list in the top 10, and that's like, oh, this is the one modern, recent film that they're immediately elevating to that level. Mm-hmm. That's a movie about the Holocaust, yeah. By the right. man who is the most established director in America in a, at a that prestige. Point. Tone that's a safe yes. bet. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfortable, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Train spotting. So, yes, it's based on the debut novel of Irvin Welsh that mm-hmm. was published in 1993. Um, which sounds like Ben has read.
2: I have read it. has been a million
1: years. Charles listened to the audio book. It yeah, was kind of like, can't, can't do this. Claim, I can't claim. I read it. It's got that cool cover. To me, an iconic cover. Show me the cover again. Skull? Um, okay. Skull-based cover. I think it's two skull masks. Two guys masks. wearing skull masks. It's so scary.
3: Oh, oh right. It yeah. was one of those
1: classic, yeah, yeah. kind of like the Exorcist book cover where it was like you would see it in a house and be like,
3: Ooh. what is that?
1: <laughs> um... And it is sort of famously written in like mostly in like Scots dialect, so oh. it's like kind yeah. of impenetrable. Very, but very cool. Similar to Clockwork Orange, right? It yes. has a glossary,
2: even you know, right. that, yeah. at the back that you have to refer to to understand a lot of the
1: slang. And when I was a kid, well, well, by the time I was a teenager, train spotting was just like ingrained in British culture. Yeah. So, but like it still, it was a cool thing to read. Cool thing to read, train spotting. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't Be think like, I had you know. it. I don't think I knew about it. Well. In I grew Britain, in, Irvin Welsh is kind of a celebrity too. Like he's, he was just around. My David origin story is I grew up in Mexico and I Ooh. think that that movie maybe didn't make it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I think it maybe didn't Scottish make it. Scottish <laughs> heroine Yeah, I think it, we maybe didn't get it. Did train spotting even come out in Mexico? It
0: probably came out. I about. missed them because I, I definitely saw Scream,
1: you know, but there were movies of that year I saw. Yeah. Them, but...
0: Um, yeah. uh, I, di- I didn't realize that was Welsh in the movie. Yes, he's he's the he's the panicked drug buyer. Right, he's the guy who gives him the uh, yeah he's the good. the suppository. He's he
1: making choices. Good. He's really good. He is. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was
0: Anthony held for a second. He looks kind of similar. He's yeah. funny. He has a weird Look, vibe. IMDb
1: says it wasn't released in Mexico until 2016. Okay.
0: <laughs> wow. Like when they did like a re-release. A
1: brand new, wow. I guess probably <laughs> in advance of the sequel. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, oh, sure. That makes sense. So, yeah. Irvin Welsh writes this book. He actually sells the rights to Noel Gay, which is the production company that makes Griffin's favorite show, Red Dwarf, mm-hmm. a classic British sitcom Great about uh, life mm-hmm. on a spaceship. Yes. Hard to describe, but a dwarf.
0: And then- the Last Four Survivors. Of a right. robot, two people who hit each other, and a stylish cat man, correct? <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. Uh, and they love Curry, yes,
1: and uh, yeah, anyway. But then he catches wind that like the triumvirate of British cinematic cool, who just made a movie called Shallow Grave, mm-hmm. Danny Boyle, John Hodge, and uh, Andrew McDonald, yeah, the producer.
0: Everyone's mm-hmm. in all the areas they're talking about these three, yeah, yeah.
1: they were kind of like this yeah. package, yes, and especially because like. He, it is so hard to overstate how fucking uncool Britain had been mm-hmm. for twenty-five years, basically, right? Yeah, and like then in the nineties, right when I'm arriving, right? Well, one might say David. coincidence. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> you dare, but right
0: in the mid-nineties, it's yes. like whoa, Britain's cool again, right? right. Like you're you not know. making Shirley mm-hmm. Valentine, you're making like, uh,
1: right, exactly, exactly. Like yeah. it's not like Britain isn't. Making things that are culturally important, but
3: in the are chariots of 80s. fire, yeah. Well,
1: there's that, but it's a, or it's the Smiths where it's yeah. like, you know, I love them, but like they're and they are cool, but like they're not like you know, excited, you know, they're miserable. I mean, I love them, sure. but they yeah. make you feel melancholy. <laughs> that I mean, could this, be cool. I mean, there's punk music, obviously, right. that's our big, you know, it 70s makes export. it makes the UK look so cool, but this, right, this movie yeah. is like. Oh, my God. The fantasy of, like, the 90s and, like, the clubbiness and, like, everyone's horny and dirty. Oh,
2: yeah. That, those, like, those early days. <laughs> Smegma Palooza. <laughs>
1: Uh, so much smack
2: But the, like, early, like, or just all the house parties, like, the dance parties that they're portraying yes. in this movie. Yeah. I'm yeah. so nostalgic for that I like know, Just, like, yes, early rave and, like, techno culture. Yeah. Like, we didn't really even have, I think, that same thing in America. It was very different, But I, think. I feel like yeah. our
1: age group had some little full circle. Like, that, like, early 2000s hipster, like, 2007. I was, yeah. I, like, there's, like, a, a spud outfit when they go... Like walking through, and he's wearing like a vertical stripes and like skinny jeans, and yes. I'm just like, I absolutely was wearing that when I was like, tw- I thought I had invented it, but
0: I I realized watching this, and I, I like this movie when I, a lot as I when I watched it as a teenager, but I didn't think of it as like a seminal impact yeah. movie for me. I realized there was absolutely a year of high school where I was trying to look like McGregor in this movie. There were, you're a petite I, boy, undersized you know? tees, yeah, skeletal, super pale shaved head.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like, I had the exact same look. And yeah. I think part of it was me recognizing, oh, this guy also has zero body fat. <laughs> yeah, I
1: can play this card, looks like a ghoul. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I should try to do the other elements. And I, I never looked as good as him, but it, you were it, a but, converse guy, too, right? Yes, I mean, I feel like
1: as, you've always kind of sort
0: of been was were converse. You, so, I I excuse had, excuse me, I was
2: also a converse get I was out of here.
0: Here.
1: Yeah, but I, see, I wanted to look like you. I was this big galoot, sure, and I was like, I wish I could like shop at like the women's right. aisle in Topshop. That's shop, what I would do. I would buy. You know? I wanted right. to look like you, well, see, and Ben wanted the, to look is the like the me. the whole thing about body positivity, guys. Yeah, that's but, but I'm serious. But like, but yeah, I wanted to be like waif like because right. like my best friend was this like yeah. waif like boy. And, you know, everything fit him, and I was like, he's so fucking cool. No, I'd buy,
0: like, vintage children's T-shirts with the stretched out collars. It's the exact look he has for the first half of this movie.
2: The fashion in this, man. But I look bad. I want to make it clear. I look bad. I didn't pull it off. He looks
0: incredible. (laughs) I I bet you you were a cutie. I bet you were were a cutie. uh, It took took some time. But that was... (laughs) That was around the same time. That was, like, yeah. early, mid-2000s. I do feel like there was a processing of, mm-hmm. like, but it, but it was more of an affectation. Yeah. Rather than that being, like, an organic sort of movement. You obviously have, like, the the Chloe Sevigny kids, Harmony Corinne, right. thrift shop, New mm-hmm. York style. Mm-hmm. But it does feel like there was a point in, like, 2004 where New York became a little train spotting-y. The strokes kind of come to mind maybe as yes. like yes, you know, exactly. an example
2: to point to of like sort of having a
0: similar fashion sense. All the, whatchamac, Mimi Me in the Bathroom. Yeah. 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 Right. Well,
1: it's that sort of like post-punk thing where like it's a little bit mod, but it's also a little bit new wave. And then yeah. it's also like kind of EDM like mid-90s. And then we did it again for our generation like in 2007 for where sure. we were being like hipsters with that and mod stuff. And then now it doesn't really exist. It's not really... But rock and roll doesn't well, exist now. More, it's like right?
2: curated is, because you know a TikTok and like Gen yeah, yeah. Z kids Look, are like yes, trying well, to like.
1: Modern yeah. culture is a is a fetid pit. Well, and it's also <laughs> just like white people have had enough enough time in the cool spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's that's also sort true. Of like, them yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. time, time of course, to move on. These are Scottish people. Yes, A very, yeah. a, a very unusual breed. I mean that um, monologue Hugh McGregor uh, gives. I, of the I said this of the before you were here. That monologue, any Scottish person can recite that. It's so, it's so good. It's, it's the best. That monologue. Um,
2: lowest of the low.
0: I, can't, I fucked it up. I went to Billy Connolly on that one. Go on, David. Yeah, sure, he'd be fun in this one. Yeah, he'd so, be. Great he, could be he could be Mother Spirit. I mean, it's so funny how that monologue.
1: Like, they, they just don't go up the mountain. Like Tommy's like, let's go up this mountain, and then he like gives that monologue. Just, he's like, like, fine, let's just okay. go home. I want to talk about that train station. This is like, so.
2: Also, I mean, speaking of complicated about friend dynamics, mm. I mean, like. Growing up, I had a group of friends that I okay. feel like I related. <laughs> wow. That I related to uh, this group of friends, and that we kind of all didn't really like each other, and we're kind of mean to each other. but I also loved each other. other. Yeah, right. And we were all kind of stuck with each other. Is almost kind of the way it felt. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it's that thing too of like when you're growing up with people, like you don't realize that your friends at the time like have personality disorders. Right. That they're like actually like very deeply fucked up people. And but like those are the options you have, and then you become completely enmeshed with them. And then looking back, you're like. That person was literally a sociopath and they were my or best sometimes friend. you might even have the experience where you see them later mm-hmm. in life and yeah. they're like, I was the worst. Like yeah, yeah. I, I was
0: like really up I was up. the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I guess you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did well, you go like why does Tommy hang out with junkies? Yeah. Why why do any of them There's hang me. out with <laughs> the you know, thing? Yeah.
1: Well, why does anyone hang out with Bagby? Is the big one. Huge that problem. is a guy where I'm like, I might cut him out of my I guess he would just find me. I guess scared like, of him. Exactly. Yeah. They, I think they can't get rid of him. Like he's <laughs> just like these are my The only people I can hang out with are like these extreme addicts, (laughs) right? Right, they're the only people who actually tolerate me, yeah. All right, um, so Irvin Welsh sees Shallow Grave, okay, and he's like, Fuck, like that's the energy I want, like this is
0: awesome. A a British Mean Streets moment, absolutely right, where it's like, Oh my god, here's this exciting new star, this exciting new director, these guys are going to do big things. And so Danny Boyle
1: and uh, Andrew McDonald and John Hodge approach him, apparently. Danny Boyle wrote him a letter and he called John Hodge and uh, Andrew McDonald the two most important Scotsmen since Kenny Douglish and Alex Ferguson, which is really funny. David Boyle said... They're two football football guys, football player and a football manager. Okay. Um, But I just like that he was like, Boyle was clearly like, look, I'm not Scottish. I get it. I get it. But before you get mad at me, these two guys are so fucking Scottish. So like, they're not going to mess that up. I promise. Like, we'll have the gestalt of like, you know, uh, working class Scottish life. Uh, and then the way Irvin Welsh puts it is he like reads the screenplay and uh, I think for Shallow Grave he like reads mm-hmm. John Hodge's screenplay for Shallow Grave and says there's nothing I can teach this guy about screenwriting I'm just gonna get out of the way Yeah, mm-hmm. like this seems fine John Hodge mm-hmm. and Andrew McDonald could be in the movie like John Hodge looks like yes. Sick Boy yeah, and Andrew McDonald looks like Spud they like kind of yes. are those guys uh, John Hodge is, cutie. is a, a, Super a cute cutie pie. Yes. And he seems gay Like I was looking At interviews with him And mm. I can't I can't find I it Because no yeah. one is Interested in, No one's asking And right. putting that on
0: Google <laughs> We're asking uh, um, John
1: Hodge Get in touch uh, We'll talk about him plenty Because yeah. he made well, many movies John with Hodge from the past Get in touch uh, Well okay. fine Jeez damn John um, Hodge from the present Read for film. No he's actually gonna cute. But uh, what am I gonna do Marry, marry that man No Maybe on he could don't, don't question it And Andrew McDonald's brother Of course is Kevin McDonald Which you Who you may know He was He's a fairly big documentary director who
0: is also the brother of kelly mcdonald really no no what? they're not related to her because they talk oh. about they found her, her out of yeah. nowhere why did i think kelly mcdonald and kevin mcdonald were i didn't think her and andrew mcdonald were related that's why but they are the heirs to mcdonald they are the, heirs to yeah. that's well, the, thing. the
1: other yeah. thing is they are believe the grandchildren of a little guy called emmerich pressburger
0: ever oh. heard of him okay um but uh I yeah I think Kevin was specifically related to Kelly. Okay. But yes, Kevin did Last King of Scotland. Yeah, exactly. He did the he did a lot of documentaries. Right. He was the yeah. big
1: documentary yeah, one day in September, Marley, in touching the void, yeah. and then he switched to, to um yeah. fiction films, and I feel like he was less good at those.
0: Although Last King of Scotland's all last right. King of Scotland's a good movie. Well what did he do recently?
1: Uh The Mauritanian? Right.
0: A movie that absolutely exists. Yeah, right. <laughs> It's
1: a lot of stuff like that. Like, and he does a lot of documentaries where, no offense, it feels like he's kind of doing it for money. Like, he did yep. the Whitney Houston documentary. Yes. I think he did an Oasis documentary. Yes. No. Yes. There's something else about Oasis. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway. It doesn't matter. These guys are all on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think they they first read the book when they're making Shallow Grave and they're yeah. just like, this is like a brilliant youthful thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is perfect for us. And uh, they had to pry the rights away from Nolgay. Okay. Um, and the it's publisher? one of or yeah what? the the people who initially he initially oh. sold them to, and it, it was one of those kind of things where they're like, well, we didn't have any plans for this, but you're interested. Sure. Money, please. Yes. Um, the other thing is that Scott Rudin was oh, circling
0: boy. them post Shallow Grave, which makes sense. That was always his movie. He'd like, wait for someone to make the one movie on their own and he'd come in and be like, I will fight all your fights for you. Mm. He was like, what do you want to make? I'll help. You know, like he's, yeah. he's sniffing around. Though. Yeah.
1: One said Weinstein got it here at least. Well, that's true. Yeah, the, the Miramax does pick it up. Um, but, uh, but it's not made by Miramax. No. It's made by Channel 4, right. which is a British TV channel. Mm-hmm. News station. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do have news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Local um, news. No, Channel 4 in Britain, especially in the 90s, that was the cool channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the BBC. You had four <laughs> channels. There were only four channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not joking. Go on. There's the BBC one. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. BBC Roku. two. Roku. Then BBC freeview. two. Yeah. BBC <laughs> freeview. No, BBC two, which was yeah. like the other BBC channel, but it was a little more fun. Like uh-huh. Buffy was on BBC two. Sure. And then ITV, which was the first private channel. Uh huh. And then in the 80s, they were like, we should have a second private channel. It's getting a little boring. Just these two channels, but you know, BBC, ITV. So they bring in Channel Four, and Channel Four was cool. Channel now, four had like cool alternative stuff.
0: Now the the Ming t song BBC I know well, taught me the BBC one BBC two BBC three BBC four BBC five. actually BBC, six, BBC they, seven BBC Heaven. Right, but they which actually if you count. It's actually those eight total, total channels. Right,
1: <laughs> they did actually add three and four later when cable came around.
0: And when did BBC Heaven come around? Uh, it's still in the works.
1: Um, and now is it just like BBC? Streaming platform and that's well it. But now I don't even know what it is now but like you know they've all got yeah I
0: mean and they, BBC Plus BBC Max yeah you know. they've all
1: got all that shit um but yeah. you know when I was a kid and I remember I moved to England and in America I had cable I was okay. I was used to many channels sure
0: and I was like they only got
1: four fucking channels what fuck is this you yeah. go one two three four and I'm like five's coming up and you go right back from to one <laughs> why what do you mean why Great why do they only have four channels well it's no different than like ABC NBC Fox you know what I mean like it was just like the networks sure that was it though. If you and if you got a fucking satellite dish, you could get Sky. Well, I guess they okay. weren't producing as much as the States, probably. And yeah. then they didn't have, like, international acquisition money. Yeah. In the 90s, they start to show American TV more and more. But, like, Seinfeld would be on at, like, 11.35. On, yeah. And, like, there would be these ads on British TV. They're like, do you know what the most popular American show is? And it'd be like, you know, is it ER?
0: No. Is it? And they'd be like, it's Seinfeld. Anyway, fucking stay up late if you want to watch it. You have to remember, Ben, also that like half of the TV made in the UK is made by the government.
1: Yeah. So it's not. You have not- to pay a fee to own a television in, a, in Britain. A yearly fee.
2: I thought it was just that you would pay some of some taxes towards the production of all
0: this stuff. That's how it works. You that pay, is, you that is you that pay tax. a
1: license fee every year. You pay money to the government to own a TV that can receive television.
0: If you don't, if you want to be one of those, I don't even own a TV, people. Then they go fine. Then you don't have to pay for our TV shows right. that we, the government, make. But they're basically saying if you have one, you gotta you gotta pony up. When I was in college, I had a TV
1: in my room in my dorm, but yeah. I didn't have I didn't plug in the antenna. So I didn't ha- it didn't receive television. I only used it to watch DVDs. And I could DVD have plugged one, in TV DVD and two. watched. exactly <laughs> Region DVD 1, three. Region 2. I could have plugged in my TV and watched like the BBC. But then you would have had to pony up. Well, they might have found me. And they would do these ads oh where they were like, like, we're watching. If you don't pay your license fee, knock, knock. Who's there? It's like Brazil. I mean, it, like, it, it's just, that's the vibe. Wow. But that's why, like, when the BBC shows something you object to, you can, like, call the government and be like,
0: I don't like that. I didn't like that you did that. My money paid paid for for this rather than Mm -hmm. David Aslov paying for it. And there's no ads. BBC has no ads. And there's more nudity. I mean, Britain's
1: got lots of nudity. Yeah, Yeah. There's no doubt about that, including
2: train spotting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Plenty of dicks.
2: Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. At least two. Good, good, dicks. Uh,
3: good, good, dicks. Yeah, good dicks. Good dicks. Good the,
0: dicks. The thing they kept on saying in these interviews where obviously the uh, you know, we're we're not gonna make it shortcuts. They kept on using shortcuts as the reference point, I guess because they've been pretty recent successful. Very life. recent,
1: early. This 90s. is not
0: what we're trying to do. We're gonna streamline it, it's from Renton's perspective. Uh, Boyle's big thing of like we have to show what's fun about these drugs. This can't be like an anti drug screed. You need to show the highs of their life, otherwise the thing doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It can be fun at times uh the movie needs to be fun at times but the other thing he said was uh, the three of them made what he referred to as a blood pact that the movie had to be 90 minutes mm-hmm.
3: Great. and he was just like conceptually more, people should, more people, people should do that yeah
0: he was just like the energy of this film will right. not be able to sustain for over 90 minutes if yep. we start like this if we hit the ground running and you audiences it just doesn't matter if the scenes are good at a certain point, they're going to get burnt out. They won't want to spend more time with these characters it's true. in this world. And there were a lot of good deleted scenes. And he just kept on saying, like, the only reason we cut the scene is because we had to hit 90 minutes. Mm. And you watch them. The scenes are really good on their own. They're mostly about the other characters. And he was like, look, streamlining, focus on Renton, whatever. But the 90-minute the blood pack thing was maybe the single smartest move they made. It's a strange but great structure, too. Like,
1: yes. it's really... And it, I love... I love a lot of movies where now as a writer, I'm like, I can't, I'm like, no, everything has to serve a greater purpose of the story and whatever. I've just become brainwashed but trying to like (laughs) be hard on myself. But then you watch movies like this and it's like, this is really just about like setting a world, like setting a stage, exploring characters. And I mean, what it is doing is like, it does increase the stakes on some level emotionally to like see... Rinse, go through all this stuff. So then mm-hmm. by the time you're ready for him to get sober again and like clean up, you're like invested in it. That's yeah. really all it is though. And besides that, it's just sort of like, yeah, you could actually cut like everything except for the last act, you know? Right. Like, and it would, that would be your well, story. Well, so if I submitted the script to anyone in Hollywood, they would be like, this isn't this is totally like this. Like yeah. this is insane. But that's why Danny Boyle's an incredible director. Like it's he like the, the direction of this movie glues a, what could be not a great movie together. Um, but I'd also just feel like the sort of crucial point post Shallow Grave is like Hollywood is like the doors open. Yeah. Come here now. Yeah. Right. And they're like, I don't know. And like Andrew McDonough, no, no. Boyle says he had like a phone call with Sharon Stone, who's like, you know, hot sure. shit in 1994. Yeah. And she's like, I loved Shallow Grave. Like, do you want to make a movie with me? Mm-hmm. And Danny Boyle, as he puts it, is like, I didn't really know how to behave uh, about this stuff. But then he reads and He's like, no, I want to do this. Right. Like, but I just feel like it's like they're all like, let's not do some Hollywood project. Sure. Let's make a one million pound movie about heroin addicts yeah. in Scotland. Uh, obviously, the book was a big deal. Right. Not like a number one bestseller. Not but the Bible. Like, uh, the, not the Bible. And they were mm-hmm. thinking That's about what? doing the Bible. They were. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up to Shallow Grave. Boyle had a take. Um, but uh, but uh, ninety you minute know. blood pack. <laughs>
0: yeah, you
1: spend right. more wow. time wow. the, the
0: Bible. Yeah, maybe, maybe I want to read the Bible.
1: <laughs> the book blazes with honesty. It's compelling. It's disturbing. It's revolting. But you want to continue with it. It takes this group of people who've been sidelined. You're and still we all, about the Bible. I, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. This yeah. is Danny Boyle talking about uh, the story of uh, Adam and Eve, yeah, and Job and all those fuckers. Uh, It takes this group of people who've been sidelined, and we all do it. We all sideline junkies. It's something lower than human. It smashes them straight back into your field of vision, and it says, consider them as human
0: beings. Uh, So, you know, Danny Boyle. That's what he's getting at there. It, It is funny. I mean, the thing you're talking about of Danny Boyle, like, okay, here you go, indie breakout movie, Hollywood Comes Calling... Sharon Stone is offering you a $40 or $50 million movie, mm-hmm. and he's like, let me slow my brakes, let me stay in this before I jump over to Hollywood. And now that same decision is like, you make a first movie for one-eighth of what this movie cost, mm-hmm. and the second movie they offer you is a $200 million movie. Right? Like, the leap is so much greater now. Well, yeah. there's only and one it's still, to make. But, but also, it is, like, unfortunately rare that someone does the Danny Boyle move of, like, I should stay in this pocket for a little yeah. longer. Yeah. I don't need to make the jump yet. I yeah. should keep doing what I'm doing. And when he does make the jump, he struggles. But, well, great. Yeah. Right. I mean, not struggle.
1: For a while, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some weird movies. As Irvin Welsh puts it, to me, train spotting is not a drug film. It's about the vibrancy of youth, <laughs> about how people adapt to changing circumstances. Do you think I'm young? In a world David where drugs Jackson- replaced Charles employment. Youth you're younger than me, me, so you're young. <laughs> uh, I think you're younger than me. Um, yeah, of course. You're, you're the vibrancy of youth written all over you. Um and Irvin Welsh is like, my writing is about how drugs have become unremarkable. Like, drugs and drink have become less re- recreational, more just a way of life because mm-hmm. people had fuck all else to do. Sure. And, uh, you know, they make this movie, but they're just very, like you're saying, Griffin, like they're very intent on like, this does not need to be hard hitting realism and this does not need to be brutally depressing as much as it will be about brutally depressing things. It needs to be fun. Mm-hmm. It needs to and, be and fun you can make and it watchable. Cartoonish. Yeah. Right. It's constantly fun. It is making a choice. Ev- it's making like a million choices every second. It just makes you feel like I
0: should make more choices. When you it, take drugs, you have a fucking great time, says Danny Boyle, unless you're unlucky. Look, I, I, I don't like every one of Danny Boyle's movies, although no, I do overla- overall like his filmography. Uh, but, but the thing about him, even in his worst films, is you get the sense he does not take any decision for granted. No. Right. Right. There, yeah. There's never just a bait. Well, what's the normal, obvious way to just get this scene done? There's so much deliberate thought put into every totally shot setup, every sequence. You it know?
1: reminds me a little bit of. It's weird to compare about Boz Lerman. Like watching Elvis, I was like, you know, I don't even know if I like this movie or don't like this movie. All I know is that I'm watching someone make as many choices right. as possible. And there He's is not something, just like, oh, you know, yeah, right. let's, let's you're like, fucking get through this people one. People don't make a lot of choices nowadays. Right. Like, I, it's better to make them than not, even if, and a lot of Danny Boyle movies, like, he can get tacky. Like, he can do like right. stuff where suddenly everything's sped up and like, you know, he's I, not I still, afraid of tackiness, and no, sometimes no. it works for him, and sometimes maybe. He and works he's got for him. a little bit of that English straight boy thing that mm, I don't mind being racist to that country, um, <laughs> but like you know, that sort of like we're gonna fucking take it there. Then it's like okay, you know, just like shut sure. up, like you're so proud of it. But that's how British people think about Americans. But yes, go on. But there's that. You know, you fucking know what? fucking take mean. it there. All right, all right. But you know so what I mean? Like, I we are British people... Fucking take it there. <laughs> Look, I love British people, whatever. But also, like, yes. the sort of, like, the the being proud of how sensational you are, mm-hmm. you know, is in like... In your face. It's just so... It's so mm-hmm. straight, <laughs> you know? And, like, it's a straight boy, especially the, the flavor of that. And so, like... But he counters it, it with a je ne sais quoi that makes it work, you sure. know? And in this movie, too, it's like... The sort of there's an art boy thing in it that is really fun. Like I'm just like
0: everything is the colors are like green, red, and lavender. That's it, crazy.
1: The like bacon, but it works he said so that well. was the whole, like, like right.
0: every apartment looks like a Francis Bacon. Totally. It, and it is also you
1: mentioned already, but like the way they dress is like it they it looks like they don't have any money. But they look really cool and interesting, and all they the time. have so many clothes. Like, no so one is clothes. ever But it feels something. like they're just raiding vintage shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no money, and they're getting all these weird, like sixties and seventies items, and like matching them around. Like mm-hmm. right, like there's that
0: thing. The
1: I, I just saw the girls look more normal. Like right. the girls wear like party dresses, which and nice I kinda I, because they're not as fucked up as the. Boys. They're not as fucked up, <laughs> but there is that. I mean, I'm of two minds because I w- There's a part of me that like you know, as a gay boy, like always wanted the like girl action figures to be just as cool as the boy ones, or mm-hmm. be like. Wait, why the Shirley Henderson one, you action know? figure in this movie is really worth her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, Kelly McDonald just is opening as like, and closing uh, the, the the sheets. <laughs>
3: <yeah. laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> the Kelly, McDo- Kelly McDonald is as like ready baked as in, is the most ready baked of. The, but like yes. she even kind of drops off. Like in she does. Like by the end, you're kind of like, oh, I could have had a little bit more of her oh, flavor. They, they cut. They cut. They cut her stuff because she's yeah. a fun. She's got a fun thing going too. But the yeah. um. The woman who loses the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Fiona Bell is the actress. Fiona Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I, she's great. She's really good. But there is a part of me that's like, but imagine like in, you know, some English Annie Potts character actor, <laughs> like in some sort of Cyndi sure. and Sure. You know, like yes. if she had been just as fun and flavorful, like I kind of mm. would have been more into the groove of that, you know, but yeah. Whatever. I get that everyone has to be sort of like no, an, but it's a, a grounded heavy counterpoint. Heavy. It's a very it's a boy, boy movie. movie yeah. And like all my friends who loved it were, well, maybe that's not true actually. But you know, so it was this big boy
0: movie. I, I was going to say, I just saw the uh, all all the beauty in the bloodshed. mm and there's movie. there's the part in that where Nan Golden's is talking about, like, living in apartment in Alphabet City with, like, 18 other artists and, like, multiple drag queens, most of whom are doing dope day and night. Right. And she said, like, every single day we went to Goodwill.
1: Right. 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 There's always going to be new shit. Like, that was the priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every friend. day. Because you want to be glamorous and you yeah. have no money. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I mean, the th- to me, the biggest challenge, if I'm fucking Danny Boyle and it's the fucking 90s, and he talks about this, like, heroin is a boring drug in that it makes you want to go to sleep. Sure. Like, so, like, how do you represent, like, it's like, and he's saying, like, this was ecstasy's era mm-hmm. know, in Britain. Like, that is the drug people were doing, like, sure. in the mid 90s. Everyone's doing MDMA and,
0: you know, got a glow stick, mm-hmm. right? Listener at home, David is doing such Tumping a cool a dance. Stick. That's really beautiful.
1: And yeah. like, you know, obviously, there's tons of Coke movies, but like heroin movies tend to be sleepy and depressing. Yeah. And this know? movie kind of feels more like Coke and ecstasy than it does heroin, right. actually. But they are doing heroin. It's got, it's more of a roller coaster than heroin probably feels like. But I feel like Danny Boyle's just like, I'm just going to ignore that vibe and I'm yeah. going to make this zippy movie. Yeah. And they are self-destructive. Doing heroin is a very self-destructive thing to do. No. And so, no, no, right, you're right. You should just do it. But, like, so, like, it's like, I mean, the first shot of the movie is Renton getting run over. Yeah. Looking at the car and just looking with, like, manic glee. Yeah. It's manic. Yeah, And then, of course, when you cut back to that moment an hour later, you're like, oh, he's completely fucking lost it. Like, right, he's, yeah, yeah. like, he's
0: yeah. so at the bottom of it. But, like, when you're watching it for the first time, you're like, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He's yeah. just running. The other thing I love about that opening is just the, like, the silence, you know, studio logos, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the song kicks in on their Best. feet, on Best the sidewalk, fun. running full speed. And it feels like that thing where you're just walking down the street of New York City and then something insane happens around <laughs> you. Yeah. Like the the vague veneer of calm is interrupted by two people getting in a fist fight yeah. on the corner or something. It's so trite. But the first time we saw Pulp
1: Fiction and they're having that conversation and then like mm-hmm. they pick up their guns sure. and the music starts. Then, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like when I was 14, whenever I saw it, I was just like, you know, like you're like jolted up in your seat. And the train is the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, just like a like cattle movies. prod thing. yeah. yeah. yeah you're yeah. just like, holy shit. I think Run Lola Run has a similar kind of Run Lola Run. Opening, I just re- right? rewatch.
0: Yes, it does. Fucking so good. I you should see rewatch, Run, I to re-watch Run? it. She's yeah. running. Yeah. that's a
1: that's a cousin. That's a cousin of this Very. movie. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Dyed that's hair. that's
0: if for going, can we do the opening of Train Spotting for the entire movie? Right. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah. like that's why it became regarded as
1: trite, and it is a little trite because it is kind of like a uh, an echo uh-huh. of those movies. Right. It's like a yeah. little few years later. It's well, like, they just yeah. copied Russian Doll too. So. That's true. They totally yes. ripped off Russian Doll. Yes. Um, no, but uh, but you know it's fun. To your point about heroin, I feel like they they did take that into consideration though, because then when they go when Ewan McGregor goes to the club later, he's talking about how the drugs have changed, the people have changed. Right. But you're supposed to still kind of feel like everyone is getting more plastic. But, like, if you do heroin, like, you are... You're tapping into something a little bit more existential right. and internal than the drugs that we're doing and now. And you are on the outside of society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Whereas, like, like, if you're doing ecstasy every week at a club, it's like, you could fucking you're like, go person. to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but they know deep cut shit, too, because
2: there's that mm-hmm. moment where they're listing off all the prescription drugs right. and, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. when they're, like... Stealing a TV from a retirement home, yeah. like they're listing off names, <laughs> like know, a, you know, twenty yeah. different pharmaceuticals. So it's right. like right. But they like are they in have a little, yes. drug culture. Yeah,
1: and the and the whole line about the mom and like how the mom does, you know, in her own domesticated way, is also like a socially acceptable drug addict. She's and doing then Valium. It's like you can either do drugs or you can. You can do consumerism. That's like it's what the right. movie is saying. And there's yeah. actually nothing else. Like yeah. life has given you nothing else.
2: Or drink um constantly all the time right. in a Which way. Which is that's, what most British um, I put that sort of, the of dr- I put that into the drugs. Yeah, a yeah. Yeah. drug. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone it, the parents are so accepting in this movie in a way of
1: like what their children are doing around them. Like where you're like, what the fuck is going on? I don't want to paint Scotland with a broad brush, but everyone who lives there is in a drunken stupor at all times. (laughs) Well, that's the whole world though. And they eat just like deep fried food all day. It has
0: the, I believe it has the lowest, like I I should look that You know this, and I don't think I'm talking off school here, David, you can fact check this. But I believe this is true. Literally every single person in Scotland is groundskeeper Willie. That's See, true. yeah, fire. and that is true. And that, I'm just saying that That's what with was respect, groundbreaking about this movie.
1: Yeah. For the culture because they stopped being that. Yes. Of, of a it's a beautiful, beautiful country. It's a wonderful country. It's like my favorite part of the It's just Willy
0: really in different outfits. Like you got there's like a Willy policeman. There's, and girls
1: the yellow. there's yeah. little baby
0: Willy. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Um so oh, when Baby Willie dies, <laughs> oh, it's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> um, well, I feel like they're saying it's either. I'm sorry, David. I know you. I know you're on a track. You're i, I, a track. I I'm, I've got this dossier. Quote. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. But, but I, do, I do feel like the movie is saying like there's a binary to life. Like you, there's on, the way that life, the ideologies and humanity is structured, is like you can either be an, a consumer or you can be a drug addict. And like being a drug drug addict is bohemia, and being right. a consumer, you're is still like, a consumer, of course. You're still yeah, yeah, but and either. But at least being a drug addict means that you are seeing through the curtain of the illusion. You're seeing through the illusion of life. It's also the whole
0: point of like, choose life as a statement is, choose the thing that is purely about experiencing life in that moment. Right, right. Right? Like doing drugs, that's a visceral Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love that this movie. (laughs) It's profound. This movie (laughs) is simultaneously
1: (laughs) incredibly exciting to watch. Very funny, fizzy, But also, it is about how it is very boring. Being a drug addict. It's the Being I'm alive. Living. That being alive is boring. Yeah. That, like, being a human is just this, like, cyclical trap, basically.
0: Yeah. There was that thing where, when this movie came out, it's the peak war on drugs in America. Sure, that, like, a little bit. I mean, yeah. Bob Dole was, like, publicly condemning this movie and saying, like, it's, I can't believe there's this movie and they look cool and the kids and they got their music or whatever. And then he did like four
3: or You're five right, different Dull. like Go public <laughs>
0: interviews about this, and then finally revealed that he hadn't seen the movie. Right? Sure. And it's hard to imagine Bob Dole watching. <laughs> of course, but I'm like, yeah. Maybe he saw it in Mexico in 2016. Yeah, he probably caught it then. If you hear yeah. this thing as a best-selling soundtrack, and everyone looks so cool and hot in the poster, and mm-hmm. everyone's saying like this movie's so much fun. Yeah. Bob Dole goes like, so what? It's a commercial for heroin that makes heroin look great. I don't think your takeaway from this movie is no gotta try heroin no no yeah, yeah, yeah. it it's it's balances the two things out no, it's like right, the, yeah. the point of boils trying to get it like, it's how the movie gets away with it there's, there's a movies reason people do it unapologed. in the first place yeah right. right
1: i mean i always think in that movie beautiful boy which is bad in my opinion uh-huh but like there's that moment in beautiful boy where he talks to his dad yeah he's the steve carell movie? steve carell and timothy yeah. chalamet timothy chalamet timothy chalamet and he's like, Dad, I'm doing heroin. And C. Crell's like, You shouldn't do heroin. He's like, But, and I'm like, There's no, there's <laughs> very no, bad, no good, don't. There's do no it. more to the but. Like, yeah. he's right. not going to be like, No, you don't understand. It's really like, I'm really enjoying literature with it. Like, you know, like, yeah, there's something yeah.
0: you can say. You can't just sort of be like, Ah, come on, Dad. Like, heroin's fine. You know, you, like, you didn't listen not- to the West Bentley uh, WTF, did you? Uh, no, I'm getting no. deep back in WTF and texting you when I listen to good episodes. <laughs> but the West Bentley one's really good, unsurprisingly, on a podcast hosted by Mark Marin, Most of the West Bentley one is about drug addiction mm-hmm. and them talking about getting over their stuff. And Maron ben- didn't have thirst for Hunger Games behind the scenes gossip. <laughs> <laughs> truly, does not come up one time. I Can't imagine it's it great because it yes. you're like that's the only interviewer who would not mentioned it right once. Uh, but Bentley insists, and I, I, listening to it in full, I'm inclined to believe him that he never enjoyed heroin,
3: Mm.
0: that he like, Maren was like, well, no, but of course it's the thing, and he tried the first time, it's amazing, and after that, it's terrible every time, and he was like, even the first time, I didn't like it, Mm. he Mm. was like, it never worked for me, it truly was just like self-destructive pattern, there were Mm. other drugs I enjoyed taking, by the time I hit heroin, I never got any high out of it, Mm. but like, Maren won't stop interrogating that, because he's like, that's impossible, if heroin wasn't that good the first time, no one would take it. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't that good for the first stretch, no one would take it. Mm. And Bentley's like, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm an anomaly. My brain's weird. Whatever it doesn't take. But this movie understands. It's like, right, there has to be like radical highs to this thing. Yeah. Mm. There have to be these ecstatic sort of moments. I mean, the way
1: that they're acting when they take it is like... It's like horny and like yeah. heaven. The and kiss. Yeah. So the kiss at yes. the beginning. Very nice at the beginning yeah. there. Um. Obviously, especially, you know, Renton is very androgynous in general as well. He's kind of this like... They kind of all are, which is... Uh, yeah. You know, that's the part that is just... I mean, it's... And also like... You know, everyone like all European men. The sort of like bi- yeah. ro- romantic aspect of like masculinity in every other country that's like mm-hmm. coded and confused, but still. We all went to boys' school. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where Renter we went to school, but I went to a boys' school. Well, the, and then also Begbie is like. Well, but the scene. So he's like maybe gay. You know, what i mean? like there's, there's, a, there's a read on that character. That scene, scene is like, interesting because I sort of vaguely remember it but then when it came up, I was like, oh, is this going to be like? every fucking movie in the 80s and right. 90s where there's some scene involving a trans person yeah. in some way. Right. Gotcha. And you're like, ugh... Yeah, you know the crocodile Dundee yes. thing, right? Right. Where you're like, why is this even here? And instead, that scene plays out over a monologue of Renton being like, I don't know, man. Sexuality, it's like, yeah, it's kind of just like a total spectrum, and like you know, right. and whereas and Begbie's freaking out, but you're like, oh god, this guy's like it's, so internalized. It's about Begbie instead of yes. about like the trans person and the crocodile. Right, like it's about yes. like. And oh, it, okay. It's you know?
0: one of those scenes that actually serves to make you understand how uh, a dangerous, unhinged, and miserable Begbie is. Totally.
1: No, I think he that guy's normal and chill. I'd love to yeah, hang
0: out yeah. with him at a pub, especially if he's got his Isn't knife. A funny
1: character, <laughs> I, I I that's a character that I couldn't when I was younger, it made me I was like, that's a bummer, that guy. And then rewatching, I'm like, it's really funny. He's like funny. I, oh, he's I, so it reminds funny. me of um I want to write a character like that. Like in did you watch Titan? Like just like yes. somebody who just can't stop killing. It's yes. just so funny.
3: It's like <laughs> it's just like, sit down. It's so
1: funny stop that she's killing. like addicted to killing. Yeah, yeah, it's like, and also no one prepares you for everyone's in Titan when you're it's like right. it's about this woman who's almost like a car or a machine you're like right. cool no one mentioned to me it's like also oh, she just writes right. <laughs> she <laughs> makes out with someone she's sort of like just, I don't want to put yeah. this chopstick in your head Um, I had seen The Full Monty by the time because The Full Monty oh, comes out a year later Yeah, I must, like by the time I saw it must have been the same for me as and well and I remember yeah. the first time I saw Train's I like holy shit he is so intense and scary and interesting right. in this movie Like you know, oh I forgot he's, oh, that, right, he's, he's such he, a sweetie yeah, yeah, yeah. in Full Monty he's but like, it also you know. it
0: was that weird thing of like these two movies so f- fucking humongous back to back and then it sure. felt like it's like i guess robert Carlyle's a movie star right and then no one really knew what to do with he's him. had a great yeah. career he I especially in britain but there was a period there where it was like he was being put in a lot of american films mm-hmm. and no one could really figure out where to place him mm-hmm. ravenous ravenous is he in ravenous Isn't plunkett he? McLean. oh yeah well that re- plunkett McLean, which is him and johnny lee miller yeah
1: that was more of that effort of like, can we like just make a British hit that crosses over all the time? I and mean, yeah. that's one of those where
0: it's like, no, 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 no mm-hmm. one wants watching. Did that. he play Hitler too? He did a Hitler, and everyone was like, why would he play Hitler?
1: Well, because he fucking looks like Hitler, not in like face, but like he's light. Yes, like you know, he's like a little we- weedy guy. Or Hitler: The Rise of Evil. Boy yeah. was saying
0: that his first instinct was. Thank to... God it wasn't
1: called Hitler: The Rise of Good. No. I wouldn't <laughs> watch it. <laughs> Almost <laughs> was Hitler: The Rise of What? Evil. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, no. You got it. He nailed it. Right.
0: Yeah, the um, Rise of the Guardians? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually separate. It also happens in the film. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, what was I going to say about Carlisle? Oh, Boyle said when he read the book, he pictured Begbie looking like Eccleson.
3: Hmm. And he was Guess like, oh, Eccleston. I should cast so Eccleson, my agree. friend
0: who I've worked with. Right. And then he got really into the idea of Carlisle. They offered to Carlisle. Carlisle basically turns it down. He's like... I'm too small to play this guy. Right. He that's
1: who it would be, though. That's, it's that's like the, that
0: was the wiry little it's fucker. Gonna be a little like, guy. Yeah. he was like, no, you were right the first time. It should be someone tall like Eccleson. He's like, it's the the short psychos who are the scariest. Yeah. Also, yep.
1: Carlisle is Scottish and Eccleson is not. Everyone sure. in this movie is Scottish except for Johnny Lee Miller. Okay, who, and and to me, it's very noticeable that Johnny Lee Miller is doing like a so-so accent, and everyone else is doing his weird
0: Connery thing. Yeah.
1: So Johnny Lee Miller is British. Yeah, he's like a posh boy. he which. He has that, that fits, spirit, right, too. It is so funny that he is now currently playing the Prime Minister of England at the time this movie came out, John Major, who is, is like, really? on the crown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, who is the most, like, square yes. British Prime Minister ever, and that's, there's competition yeah. for that throne. Squarest British Prime Minister. <laughs> uh, but it's just, yeah, it's just ironic that uh, he now plays John Major. Anyway, John Hodge. Mm-hmm. While, that's, that's, going back to this, he's working on A Life Less Ordinary post- uh shallow grave, like okay. that, is his oh, that's, imagined okay. next project. Yeah. Um. They hand him train spotting, and he's like, "Okay, I'll do my best." Like, because it's not a book that screams <laughs> adaptation. He says, "Like everything is, uh, you know, basically like once in this thing." Mm-hmm. Um. So he sl- he waters down the slang. He says, "I can't. We can't actually like." <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. And he makes rent in the narrator, as we said. Mm-hmm. He's like this guy has to be the narrator uh, and he also feels like this is Irvin Welsh. Like he thinks oh, like, sure. like this is probably the character does the book to have the a narrator or is it just no it's yeah, vignette, yeah. right? Well, it's that's like completely I, I read it in a a smart years ago. fix.
0: The book's weirdly narrated by Morgan Freeman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> rise of Since the Penguins. Hitler, of Memorial, Rise of the Penguins.
0: Man has done heroin. Um, <laughs> uh,
1: the hugest inspiration on the voiceover, can you guess what what zippy movie from the nineties might have inspired this movie? In the '90s, oh, because I was gonna say clock with a narrator, lunch.
0: but '90s zippy. Narr- what movie
1: has a narrator the whole fucking time? Yap yap yap, and then it rules. Goodfellas. Oh oh oh, oh yeah, makes so much sense. Yes. Like you yes. know, and they're so like they were like, let's do that because like it's one of those things where it shouldn't work. Yes. Like it shouldn't work. Like Goodfellas. It's like it feels like the laziest thing. Was like anyway. So that's Jimmy and that's Tommy, <laughs> and sure. you're like, this is lazy, but it works. Obviously, a Goodfellas. Yes. Because Goodfellas is about a guy who can't shut the fuck up, you know. It's about guys right, who right, can't right, shut right, the Cook fuck up. Cook energy, yeah, exactly. And the uh, the book is set in the eighties, but they were right. like, no, it should be set right now. Like it yeah. needs to have this kind of
0: like you know
1: contemporary feeling. So that's where that they, the the
0: music is where right. they're really. And the music the 90s. is organized chronologically. It spans like ten years of mm-hmm. British music, even though the movie's not supposed to take place over ten years.
1: It does feel '80s though. Like there was a moment where I had to like double check and be like, "This was '96, though, right?" Like That's there is 96. a well, you know, Britain's slow. Yeah. At like looking cool, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <sighs> so it's a little behind. Yeah, but I feel like they invented a lot. In they that did. Time. They do. Anyway, uh, Channel Four Films give them carte blanche. Okay. Another word for that might be a blank check. Mm-hmm. And by a blank check, I mean about one point seven million pounds. <laughs> yeah. So not a blank check, but for them, a lot of money.
0: Six uh, weeks. Uh, yeah, I think seven, or six seven or seven weeks, weeks like yeah. fat, you know. Um, but uh, one of these things that would now be a, an absolute luxury. Yeah, especially if you adjust sure. that budget for inflation. But even without, it's yeah. still more than most get. Even getting money would be a luxury. And getting any money, yeah. yeah. Um, the
1: um, the, uh, the another financier at one point swooped in and was offering more money, but they said you have to get that toilet scene out. It's so gross. <laughs> and they were like, "No." It was a toilet company. Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> it was Bob's Toilet.
1: They are <laughs> like, like, can't our, do that. <laughs> Bob's Toilet Sparkle. <laughs> I,
0: I uh, and had so not, they went back to Jennifer. Said I hadn't seen this movie in... Uh, Since high school. So right. we're talking almost 20 years. Close we're to 20 now. years probably. And I, I remembered so much of it so vividly, but I, I, there were things I was surprised by the order of when things happened or yeah. how. The fact that the toilet scene happens under 10 minutes right into in the, the minutes, movie. Totally. Right at the start.
1: And it has a like a, the the angelic thing of like going underwater. It feels yes. like it's some sort of come to Jesus. Jesus that should happen like three fourths into the movie. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, because the movie is about trying to kick the. Ha- it makes sense though. It's like about Absolutely. trying to start fresh, and this is a movie where they start fresh at the beginning and not at the end. It
0: is just such a bold thing to do, and and part of Boyle's whole take on this of like I'm not going realistic. Yeah. You know, he can literally crawl into the toilet. His whole body can fit down so, there. Mm-hmm. It can look like the fucking Sarlacc pit. And it
1: happens so quickly. So quickly. It takes you out of reality so quick. Right. It's so clever. It's the most Terry Gilliam he's ever yes. been. This yes. movie is like more Terry Gilliam than Danny Boyle in a lot of ways. Or it's Danny, Danny Boyle doing Terry Gilliam. or image of him coming out of the toilet and spitting the water out, that's like yeah. in every montage of a British yeah. movie like montage. He, like, just you
0: know, the, the final foot sticking so out. Cool. Yeah. The There's converse. certain images yeah. like that that
1: are just so clever. The him sinking as well. It's yes. later when he sinks and where the, the perfect day the sequence carpet is amazing. So um there is a moment where like an inch of his body is like farther out of the toilet than the hole. And uh-huh. every time I watch it, I'm like, Oh God, like one more take. Like they almost they did it. A That's
0: another thing I read though. That most of this movie was was one first take. take used. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Because they just didn't have time, Great especially with these setups. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that's impressive is you can imagine Boyle not wanting to scale down his ambition, going like, "No, we're putting the camera here. We're yeah. doing this move. Everyone's got to be on point." They had two weeks of rehearsals, mm-hmm. another insane luxury that no one gets anymore. But that's the biggest thing where you're like, all these actors were so fucking on point.
1: Well, there's almost no coverage in the whole movie either too. There's like in the scene after Tommy dies when they're all at the diner together, there's just some like kind of, I mean, it's still like shot, very considered shots, but they're like, you know, covering people at the table. It's the only, every other time it's like, we're going to be in this fisheye and you're going to do the scene right here and it's only going to be in this take or whatever. So, you McGregor, they give him the script. They're not offering him the role. But they okay. give him the script, and he loves it. And they go, can you just uh, staple this for us? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Can you make us some copies, Goldenrod? Yeah. And he says he later figured out that John Hodge thought he wasn't right for Renton. So okay. he lost a ton of weight. He lost two stone, which oh. is like 25 pounds. Two um, rocks. Yeah, two rocks. Two stones. Yeah. Well, I remember reading an interview with him, and it's in here. Awesome. He where where said, like, I, I just stopped
0: out. drinking beer. I
1: mean, he was like in his mid-20s. Yeah. He was just like, the weight just fucking fell off of me. Yeah. And then he shaved his head.
0: If I stop drinking beer, will I look like him? Definitely, probably. And uh,
1: and, he, like and he showed up like with his shaved head, looking skinnier, and was yep. like, "eh." And they were like, "All right, um, yes, uh, yeah." He says, "My wife was my dietitian. I stopped drinking beer, and my weight fell off me." Uh, wow. Good for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they start to work with um, this recovery group, Carlton Athletic, who are the right. the yes. opposing football players mm-hmm. in the uh, football scene. And at one point. Ewan McGregor is like, should I just do heroin? Like, yeah. I'm playing a heroin addict. I'm an actor, right? And John Hodge apparently was a doctor.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, he was. like yes, So he was. like, he was like, maybe He's John Hodge doctor. could just
1: get me some, you know, morphine or whatever, yeah. like, get me something. Uh, and those guys were like, don't fucking like, or actually I think it was more just, he was hanging out with those guys and he'd be like, it would be so disrespectful of me. Mm-hmm. yeah, to just be like, Ah, it. fuck around with some heroin, because like these guys have been through so much. they, like, they taught
0: or, yeah. him how to cook yeah. heroin. He said right. the big thing that helped him was just spending enough time around heroin that it got normalized to him that he wasn't, like scared mm-hmm. to be in the presence of it in order to act out all these scenes. There's a great Boyle quote where he was like, you know, people have this question about, like, can i can I make this movie? I haven't done heroin? Do I need to do heroin in order to know how to make this film? And he's like, People don't murder people in order to make That's movies true. about murder. <laughs> That's 30% true. of all movies do yeah. are about murder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People aren't gay to play gay.
0: Never. <laughs> Jews
1: never play Jews. That's anyway, true. go on. Yeah. As we mentioned, there had been a stage version of Train Spotting yes. in Edinburgh. You and Rebner had been in it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like he really had any problem with playing Spud. No. Uh, he said, to do it. Right? You can feel he had no problem. Yeah. yeah. He's like effortless.
0: He's got a great dick. He does have a great dick. and He's,
1: he's got, got yeah. no problem doing anything in life. When you, gotta when you that got dick that, when flowers, you got that, yeah. Yeah,
0: well. that's, that's what should happen that scene. Shirley Henderson should say, let's see what we're working with. Pull the sheets down, look at the dick, and hand him flowers and leave a yeah. bouquet of flowers next As to an, the dick. Uh,
1: like a sound sound of like an yeah. audience clap. I gotta
0: say, it's a pretty good dick.
1: Kelly McDonald. they just had like a fucking cattle call. She'd never acted before. Never acted before. They held at the University of Strathclyde uh, hundreds of women's, you know, came, mm-hmm. hundreds of women's came in. Hundreds of women's. binders of women, binders filled with women, and they basically were like, "We need to find someone who is one over eighteen years old.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Two will read as over eighteen years mm-hmm. old, but then will read. You can also believe as, it if like, we pull the rug on, on it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know who else has done that?
0: Griffin Newman.
1: Uh, that was so they, the career they, for a while. They pluck her out of nowhere, and yeah. she goes on to have an incredible career. Obviously,
0: yeah. Uh, one of maybe quietly my all-time crushes. So,
1: yeah, can I, I can see why. Uh, and
0: and, and, and also cute together. Thank you. I saw that she's separated now. Mm. Um, Sorry wh- to wh- hear that, Kelly. But hey, she, well, apparently she got separated five
1: years ago. Oh, she was. Oh, she was for with many years from the guy from Travis. You know the
0: Scottish band yeah. Travis.
2: I know of. I'm not like a big fan. They're okay. Yeah. Maybe she wants with, to be I'm with,
0: with the guy from Blank Check with Griffin and David. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite actors too, though. But this, what an incredible her. debut performance.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. Yeah. And uh, they shoot the film mostly working out of a cigarette factory in
0: Glasgow. This film is set in Edinburgh. Most of it shot on stages. Mostly shot on stages. You know, a movie of this budget size would usually try to save that money and put it elsewhere. What do you think was stages? What do you think was
1: cigarette factory? Uh, What would have been a stage? Well, they built stages in the cigarette cigarette factory. factory. I was watching this It's like a big
0: abandoned, like, 15,000 square foot thing. So they were using that, but almost all of the interiors are... Sound stages, like are, the crash
2: pads, feel very like sound. Totally, but also for his Boil, be- childhood it's bedroom.
0: Like being able to build it, a not only build it to the exact dimensions and art direct it the way you want to, mm-hmm. and all of that, uh, but also just for all the shot setups he wants to.
3: Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. so much easier to and rig all the
0: red up.
1: lights coming in through yeah, through it. the windows. It <laughs> works like, like because it, it
0: does. It feels like they
1: live in a makeshift place. It like feels like where You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It should. It worked. Apparently, this this is a gigantic abandoned cigarette factory. Mm-hmm. They would all rollerblade around. Cool. Uh, just haven't been very 90s. Mm-hmm. The best images is from Danny Boyle people used to rollerblade on the upper floors while we were shooting, and we would have to tell them to stop because they were making noise. In fact, Johnny Lee Miller and his girlfriend at the time, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie okay. would be fucking rollerblading up a storm, and they'd be like, can
0: you kids keep it down? It is. Wow. It, somehow, it's one of those things that it's, just... He's getting this after hacker. I was gonna say, that doesn't make sense. I know. I know that's the reality yeah. of the thing. Yeah. He's like a vague name, as is Ewan, obviously. Right. But he's almost more the money guy I mean, he, lending his clout, right? Yeah.
1: He's Basically, his first two roles in movies are playing a character called Zero Cool and then Sick Boy. <laughs> and then marrying Angelina Minister,
0: Jolie. Yeah. Way to hit the ground running.
1: They they got fully married. This, see, I, I kind of don't know the Johnny Lee Miller Angelina. Right? Yeah, they were fully married. Yes, they were married for three years. Uh, they broke up in 1999. I think they 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 broke up after like 18 months.
0: They divorced in 1999. Started getting married for right. three years at
3: this.
1: So but they were cool they were to together like...
0: for a while. They got married very quickly, and then she basically leaves him for Billy Bob. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then they had a normal and chill relationship that the press was not that interested in. <laughs> <Normal>. <laughs> um, there's that there's that insane Angelina Jolie quote where she's like, "People think I'm really sexual, In reality, I've only slept with three men." And I'm like, "Do you actually want us to believe?" Mm-hmm. That the only three people you have ever slept with are Johnny Lee Miller, Billy Bob, Billy Bob Thornton and Brad Pitt. No one has that
3: life. <laughs> I with believe nothing it. Nothing in between. I
1: believe it. I believe it. I think I think everything else has been.
0: She might have said four. She might have left one mystery well, person. Oh, we know who that
1: was. Right. Well, her, her brother. <laughs> right. That was a, right. That was the whole thing where they were like, she's got this normal thing going with Billy Bob. Nothing weird there. But then she's obsessed with her brother. Um, anyway. She kissed him at the Oscars. Glasgow is the grimier Scottish city. That sure. is like the, in, in some ways, cooler. Mm-hmm. City. This film, the book and the film is set in Edinburgh. Sure. And you do see it when they're running. Mm-hmm. That's that's really the only part of Edinburgh you're seeing. Uh-huh. The rest of the movie they shot in Glasgow. It's just weird that that's actually.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Brian Tufano shoots this movie, who shot Shallow Grave, who's like a legendary old British cinematographer. It's, amazing. it's amazingly yeah. shot. It looks, yep. incredible. looks incredible. Looks really, really good. Yeah. Um... And they have all these complicated things they want to do, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, like obviously, cameras just moving around like crazy. the The, the scene outside is so cool. When uh, uh, they're running when they're, they're running know. down yeah. Prince's yeah. Street. Yeah, I mean, his whole cold turkey sequence is like, yeah. I mean, it's as iconic as you can get. The, the whole the thing bedroom with it. stretching, yeah, yes. stretching, and the the, yeah. the train wallpaper, yes. yeah. And The whole thing with that sequence is like. It's one of those things where the baby-looking fake is almost to a disadvantage because it's, it's so nightmarish. I think like, it's
0: the same as the the apes at the beginning of 2001. It's like yeah. it, mm. there's a weird... Uh, I don't know. static truth to the way they feel.
1: It reminds me of the baby face mask in Brazil, too. It's yes. got a little bit of that. Like I feel like that was an aesthetic bulbous. that was happening with babies around the 80s I also think into the it, 90s. It
0: looks like... The, not the muppet babies but when there were human babies on the muppets
1: it's got yeah it's got something in that was in the zeitgeist i it think that like we're foam? not connecting with it right. it looks <laughs> like
2: a real life garbage pail kid
1: yes yeah totally yes. the cheeks are too big yes. and too rosy yes. too cir- circular everything is too round there's a sequence in the book where uh, the lads are walking through burnt night and they're imagining themselves as vampires uh-huh. Uh, and Danny Boyle is like, that is the one thing I wish we had the money to include. Because I was going to, like, uh, shoot it and uh, put Iggy Pop's nightclubbing over it. And, like, it was going to be, like, a whole cool thing. But we, like, did not have the money
0: for there, that. There's <clears throat> the Muppet Show character Bobby Benson and his baby band. Where he's like this sleazy, sort of like exploitive, show busy guy. And he's I got a band, the babies that I don't play. Know where he's Doesn't going. it look like the Muppet? Yes, right? Fully. Like this one in particular, yes, sure, the I babies feel do. like. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's, oh, they're uh, freaky. Yeah. Right? Okay.
3: Yeah. They're very I follow, freaky.
1: I follow a lot of like special effects Instagram accounts. And they just recently did. They like whoever made the baby. They like had a mm-hmm. thing and it just... Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. It was like a mechanical. Yeah. The other funny thing, and I like this. Mm-hmm. One of the last things they shoot is the um, sequence where um, Sick Boy and Renton are in the park, and they're taking the pot shot at the dog, and they're just being little fuckers. That's one of the last things they shoot, so Ewan McGregor's finally comfortable drinking again, because he's like, all right, I can start oh, drinking without right. putting on weight, like worrying about it's my It's like me eating a garbage
0: plate the morning after I wrapped on this movie. Exactly. So yeah.
1: apparently they had been drinking so much the night before, and they are so... Hungover, which really reads in that scene. Yeah. They seem very tired. Yes. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> which is perfect for the scene because it's yeah. supposed to be like strung out and like yeah. not. Yeah. Anyway, I just really like that. Should we talk through the plot a little bit?
2: Kind well, of been jumping plot. around, but well, I just feel yeah. like, yeah, let's, just let's try to get some, go some through. of the scenes Story. in order. I mean, so
1: a bunch of guys live in Leith, which is a tough neighborhood in Edinburgh, coastal.
2: Public housing, would you say? Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't
1: know. It's like I don't know. I feel yeah. like they're almost maybe squatters. Even yeah, I don't that, know. That's more the vibe I get. It's like almost like there's some abandoned apartment that there, or or whatever, or, or it's Mother Superior is squatting and they just kind of hang out there. I like his look. Uh, I like he's
0: wearing a leather vest, yeah, no yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. underneath. Peter yeah. Mullen Peter Mullen is the best. This is the we, guy from Top of the Lake. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: yeah I remember the the gangster. Yeah, from the first, yeah, season. From of the first yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. and I like how he just like. Just is all. Anytime someone's like, I'm gonna get clean, he's like, No, you're not. It's like, God.
0: <laughs> they cut out this whole plot line with him where he loses his leg and then he tells them he's gonna go to like Bangkok hmm. and become like a, a, a sort of a beach prequel. Yeah, and then they find him later in the subway. Like begging for money. Oh wow, that's yeah. too. That's too many people. Yes, having, that was the exact. Like, they were too, just too hard like, a point. Too many too yeah. people yes. have fallen. Yes, exactly. They were like it was a double beat after Tommy died. I yeah. like
1: that. It, he makes no sense. Where yeah. you're like, how does this continue to operate? He has like a little machine to check their, you know, pound notes, right? Where he's yeah, yeah, like yeah. authentic. He's got a little ultraviolet light,
0: and like as they say, like he shouldn't be alive. Like how is this guy this old? Like heroin doesn't end well, right? No one is just like, and he and he just kept doing heroin until he died of old age, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the fact that they have this one guy in their friend group who's like got a decade plus on them Mm -hmm. and is still like relatively high functioning by their standards and is doing as much heroin as them gives them the 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 carte blanche, the blank check, if you will, to Hmm? keep doing.
1: It's a little bit of a sure, like you know, I could be like that guy, but I mean. Uh, which I feel like is what well, you know, yeah, cigarette smokers too, where they're like, I don't know, some people do do okay. Yeah, maybe I'll be like that person. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- there's a little bit. I mean, I don't know a lot about the things I'm addicted to. Are like self hating thoughts and pulling my hair out. So I I'm mean, not... same. <laughs> Big same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm, I think I'm lucky in that I don't think I have a lot of disposition for like being addicted to external things, like except chemical. For, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like at least in watching The Real Housewives, mm. like, they're all alcoholics. And the reality TV dynamics of seeing gr- a group of alcoholics not being able to... Like, it's like, we actually should not talk about alcohol at all because we're going to really start to quantify everyone and pit yes. each other against each Like, it just feels like there's a lot of, like, once you open that door, everyone's going to get upset and triggered in a different yep. way. And, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of... There's a little bit of that in this movie, too, where it's like... Every, when when Ritten goes back to doing the drugs to test and then when he goes into the bus bathroom and does more of them and everyone's like judging him there's like a judgment internalized thing that happens right I like that we really have no sense of why these people are friends we just get that they're yeah. friends they've been friends forever Like they've grown said. up together right yeah yeah. So it's Renton. No one sick. else will have them, I think.
0: I think that's a huge part. That of is what, well, like, right? They are clinging like to each boys. other as they, yes. right?
1: But like that, you know, Renton, Spud, Sick Boy, those guys are just and Begbie mm-hmm. for different reasons. And they don't smiling, have a smiling for the recitation of nice their thing. names. And then Tommy is their sort of like quote unquote normal friend who's still just kind of like nice enough to sort of hang out, I guess. Tommy makes me feel like uh, McKin, this whole obviously. world, uh, this whole town is bad. <laughs> like, like if Tommy has to hang out with them and like his girlfriend and the other girlfriend. Are Hang out yes. it's like this is actually like there aren't a lot of options this in this right. town <laughs> <laughs> I everyone in this movie had such a sort of career explosion and kevin mckid yeah. was one of those things where it's like ah it sucks for him he's in that cool movie and he has the most boring part in a way sure. and it was so nice when he did finally have the second act Grey's i know his Anatomy. second act was mostly him being on gray's me for a billion years but you know the oh. other
0: thing right
1: uh that he's handsome and uh, he took me on a date once no oh. i don't know
0: you very nearly was thor Yes, I know he... Which, you know, I could see it. Matthew Vaughn was supposed to direct Thor originally, and his pick was Kevin McKidd. And then when Vaughn dropped out, he still stayed in it. Mm. It very nearly happened. You can see the concept art that was done for the movie was done with his likeness. It's one of those things, I think... It's Grey's Anatomy, Kevin McKidd. Like, peak Grey's Anatomy, Kevin McKidd. He just come back, and he had been doing... Was he on Rome or something? Like, he had done a couple sort of sword and sandals type things. He I was in Kingdom he of is, Heaven. He is on Rome, isn't he? Yes. He yeah. On Rome. So it made sense to be like, is oh, he now he's reestablished as a hunk. Yep. He's done some of these period things, have him play Thor. I think I. I think probably better for everyone, including him, that he did play Thor. I don't think he would have wanted to. That it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's a wild thing to consider, especially right. like he's Poseidon
1: in Percy Jackson.
0: He got to play his that's, god. That's, At that's, the that's end that's of the day, a, he yeah. got to play you his god. What? Thor Jason, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. very Thor Jason. Yes, um, but, but he's uh, also right. he's the one who's not in the poster. He's not on the poster. He doesn't have a cool name. He's just yeah. Tommy. Tommy. He's not
0: sick boy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your name? i sick,
3: boy. <laughs> nice yeah. to meet you.
0: Healthy boy. <laughs> um, but I do love that there's, like, no peer pressure. Like, they love hanging out with this no, guy. No, they don't yeah. want him to do it. They yeah. really don't want him to. And the film begins pretty much
1: with Renton being like, fuck this shit, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. done. Over. And, of course, with the narrator vibe of him being like, this isn't going to work out, but, like, that's whatever. why it's so sad when Tommy like begs to do I it. Because no one has been pushing him to do it. It's all him. And it's all Renton's fault. Although <laughs> yeah, Renton really has is. no yep. memory, basically, no. of and like I do love that the casual whatever misanthropic thing, Renton being like, he made a sex tape. I'm gonna steal it, watch it, get kind of bummed out, not really think about it again. And then that just like explodes Tommy's his life. life. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thoroughly. And also gives us a really great joke where when Tommy's having sex and watching, you know, that famous goal from the nineteen seventy eight World Cup. Could you imagine though, like if you're a seventeen year old girl fucking some twenty eight year old, like from what's her face's point of view, sh- uh, Kelly McDonald's, like mm-hmm. Diane. As he, as this old man is coming, he's talking about like sports scores.
0: I haven't felt that like good since. Blah blah blah. blah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Her parents think it's cool.
1: I love her parents. I love how like tired they are. It's, I love all the parents in the movie. They're, they're all so, just like so tired of being so alive. Tired, but
0: her parents want to be seen as hip, like yeah. the way they're yeah, so used like, by the, like, the flatmates. flatmates so yeah, yeah, that's
1: good. I'll write that down. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. James Cosmo. People probably know him as plays Renton's dad. <laughs> okay, he's in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he okay. one of Game of Thrones. He's,
3: he's been in He's been a million
1: other things too. Hmm? He played one of the Thrones. No, he was the he's the Lord Commander of the Watch, the Night's Watch. Okay, Gior Mormon. Okay.
0: But yeah, they're just sort of like, yeah, we told you you were stupid. Mm -hmm. We always knew you sucked.
1: They're all such betas, too. Like, all the parents are just these, like...
0: They're always just sitting at the table.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, they embody sort of what the movie opens with. It's the Clockwork Orange. But they they don't want to be tuned out. They've given up. They're just, like, sort of boring, watching TV, eating disgusting beans for breakfast all the time. These disgusting beans. Isn't
1: isn't it similar to Clockwork Orange? Where, like, you're like, oh, right, their parents are, like, right there. You know, it's like yes. this isn't a movie about right. someone who's like doesn't even know his parents anymore. He like lives right. with them sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And then like he wants some eggs, and he's like, no, I'm really full on all the heroin I do. Num nom, nom. Anyway, pretty quickly. Weird that scene where he eats heroin with a fork and knife. It looks so good though. Mix yeah. it up with some black pudding. Uh, so there's sort of the like. Renton tries to quit heroin thing. Mm-hmm. He, like, nails a wooden cross to the door. And then the immediately door.
2: takes it fucking down
1: because he has to get one more hit. Right. That's just yeah. so,
2: like, cartoonish and funny. Once yeah. again,
1: uh, this is The old? buckets.
0: So first Gets 10 the suppositories. minutes. It's I like know. Zip,
1: zip, 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 zip. Yeah. Uh, and then the toilet. The suppo- suppositories. so hot. When he just, like, sticks suppositories up his skinny jeans ass. Right. There's He's- something
0: about it that I was... I remember, like, being, like,
1: 15... Being like, I'll never forget this.
0: I hope someone asked me about this in a college dorm room yeah. someday. And <laughs> I can't speak my yeah. Whatever
1: those are. Yeah.
0: But like, he's mildly annoyed
1: about it, but he's not exactly like, all right, well, I'm going to throw those away. He's like, yeah. all right, how do I yeah. get this you my can house? get. Yeah. The whole toilet sequence is so good. Yeah. In that you are, especially imagine in a theater. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to see this movie. 10 minutes in, he's diving into a toilet, the worst, grossest
0: toilet. And you're like, what is going on? That and was then this is the weird I remember my parents describing it. Yeah,
1: right. Cause it's so mm-hmm. like, especially in ninety six And I was it.
0: like, I don't understand how that scene could be in a grown-up movie <laughs> and not a sketch from all that. And not yeah. Conker's Bad Fur Day.
1: Right, too, right. In a Nintendo video game. <laughs> yeah. And like, but then what I love is when he's in the water, it's suddenly kind of dreamy and quiet. Yeah. And you're suddenly yeah. actually like given a moment to chill out. Very like, white like, lotus, yeah. actually. Yeah. And he and he gets the big pills. I like how big they are. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and you know what I'll say about the boys from training? Spawning, send him to the White Lotus. <laughs> that's season three. Season three. I think it's time to send him to the White Lotus. That would be funny if it was literally just them, just ranting, sick three. boy, Bagby. Yeah, that's T yeah. three. Yeah.
1: Um, but the the scene leading up to that of him walking through the like gambling hall or whatever that mm-hmm. is, like yeah. that's really good. Oh, that, and then the scene where like girls are rejecting him, like all the first person camera stuff where yeah. like people are just giving him looks, are just really really great. Um. And then he decides to be chill and normal, so he does things like shoot people with BB guns in the park. He While, shoots a uh, Johnny, dog,
0: so the dog, dog will attack a person. Yes.
1: While Johnny Lee Miller talks about Sean Connery's Oscar being undeserved.
0: I, I do like that as a character game of just, this guy is so fucking obsessed with Sean Connery. It's the only thing he knows how to talk about.
1: Is he as someone who doesn't know a lot about James Bond? Is he right about everything no. he's saying? He's, he's wrong he's about almost everything. Almost all of it. Not <laughs> so that that that's the His facts are wrong. His opinions are wrong. Right, sure. okay. He's like anti-pussy galore. He's like uh, she's not hot. She's got the most pussy of anyone ever. And um, yeah, of course. And, yeah. and 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 he's like well, yeah, he's uh, de- to pussy. Well, for eight, eight of them. but galore is what a dozen. You're right. <laughs>
0: uh, and he's down on the Oscar win. It's like that's not just a career Oscar. Maybe it is. Maybe Sick Boys. That right. was. I remember. I. I saw this movie before I saw The Untouchables and I took that opinion to heart I was right. like, like oh yeah you know surprised. fucking." And when I saw The Untouchables I was like no this rules kind of popping mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, there's the early stuff like the stealing of the sex tape like Spud's sure. uh, job interview which is so funny great and scene. shot so well yes, by scene. Danny Boyle great performance it is really really funny
0: that's actually a good one to watch with the subtitles. He has because he says so many things so quickly.
1: Your leisure is my pleasure. There's
0: yeah. the bit I love, where the one time the movie uses subtitles is when Tommy and Spud are talking at the club. Yeah, at the club. They're yelling, right? Yeah, yeah. That is. Good. And you're cutting to the bathroom where. It's what are you quiet talking about? Women Football? can actually hear each other, yeah, yeah.
2: Right. which is literally a Clockwork Orange like. It's a Moloko nightclub. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: totally. It's uh, the 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 volcano, I believe. It's a famous nightclub in Glasgow.
0: The, the sort of the morning after. Uh, you know, uh, Renton realizing he slept with a teenager, right? Spud with the shit on the sheets. Tommy in the fallout of the sex tape. Yep, that's all like thirty minute mark. Yep, you're like, oh, this has been act one of a tight yeah. ninety minute movie. Is now like the wheels are starting to come off a little bit for these guys. Yeah,
1: um, but not yeah. in a way where it's a turning point. Like no. like like him waking up with a seventeen year old is just like another day in the life. You it's know?
0: more about in terms of the audience's experience watching the movie. You're like this suddenly got dramatically less fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not learning anything. They're not necessarily well, slowing down. But right. we're like feeling no. some of the rent coming due on these. His guys. reaction is,
1: I guess I'll do heroin again. Right. I guess that wasn't really working out for him. Yeah, yeah. And the right, first five he's, minutes he's are doing, montage too. It's right. all just like music montage. So you're like, this is status quo for them. And now yes, we're like, the movie's sort of apart. slowing down.
0: Right. The whole fact that like Renton's like, well, of course I don't do heroin anymore. I need to fall in love immediately. Right. Now I'm this, horny. This like again. absolute addict. Like I need the new thing.
1: But, mm. but I love that. It's just like, he's like, I've been doing heroin. I'm not yep. doing it anymore. Heroin makes you constipated. Now I got to poop.
3: Yeah.
1: All right. That's done. Heroin also kills your sex drive. Yep. Now I'm horny.
3: again. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Now that's done. First sex scene I've ever seen. I had ever seen with some, with a condom.
3: Oh, she's like snaps that moment the, condom off. Oh, right. the yeah. condom off. Yeah.
1: And I remember as like a 13 year old being like, whoa. Holy that's shit. A condom? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, like, you know, phil- yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tommy, sad, starts to do drugs. What else is happening at this time? The baby dies. Yes. And it's this horrible scene that Ben's like says, it's just sort of like, we move on, you know, or right, like we just, the plot just sort of keeps going. Well, like, we don't really know who that girl is. In the book, it's clear that she's Sick Boy's girlfriend and that's Sick Boy's baby. I so like the,
0: the way the movie does it, though, yeah. where it's ambiguous. You hear Renton saying like, it wasn't my kid. We never really knew. And yeah. then, Sick Boy starts crying too hard. Right. And it and could have been yeah.
1: set up earlier too. Like he, like in the first couple minutes of the movie, like Ian McGregor could have been like, and nobody knows who the dad is of that. But right. you still feel like you're getting that information in the same scene that you find out who the dad is. That there was a mystery and the and you're just with it. It's so intense. And the whole
0: thing of her like crying hysterically and saying like, I need a
3: hit to yeah, stop feeling right. this. Yeah. Like just going deeper into harm. And, and gives
1: Yeah. Yeah. He well, that that's in the book clearly. He's like, so I gave her a hit. Obviously, I gave myself one first because, like, what is that about? It's just like, you I'm going to fucking
0: go to all the effort of cooking heroin yeah, for somebody. The, okay. Even at this moment of great tragedy, it's, kind it's of the, still it's operating. Kind
1: of, it's the airplane thing of like, make sure you put your mask on before you put
0: good. anyone else's on. It's Oof. like if you
2: roll <laughs> a joint, you're going
1: to smoke
0: it first
2: and then pass sure. it to the
0: next. Yeah. Sure. No, but the whole point is, it's he's operating from such an extreme place of, of selfishness. Just like his mm-hmm. his lizard brain being addicted to this shit that even this woman who like, he, he should either say no, Mm-hmm. Or he should give it to her first. Yeah, yeah. Right. He does maybe the least considerate of all options, which is indulge her, but also make her wait.
1: hmm Yeah. And also the baby's face. Mm-hmm. That's, not, mm-hmm. that's not a same I day. to can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk not, about that it. wasn't day one. No. Uh, in the book, you don't even know how the baby died. It's unclear. They don't know. They don't know. They're, sure. you know, they're mm-hmm. so out of it then pretty quickly they get caught shoplifting and they're sent, well, Spud is sentenced to prison and Renton is sentenced to rehab.
0: Which also, it feels
1: like a bit of a class thing. Yeah. Maybe there's there, there's right, there's a mild undercurrent of that. That's although oh, Renton I think but Renton has the brains to maneuver and he, Spud he, I think then.
0: he's he can present himself a little bit better. I also right. think it's like the movie star charm thing. It's sort of yeah, like totally. they look at him and they're like, this guy could get his shit together. Well, and, and you're he, like, lies. What's, right. what's the too. best version of Spud? Like to this like yeah, yeah. elitist judge, right? Yeah. He's like, Spud is dumb trash. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, this Renton guy, I could see him someday making a respectable real estate agent. Well, when internship. he gives
1: this, like, political statement, too, yeah. which is, like, Spud could never, like... Yeah, he says, God that. will yeah, yeah, right. And the judge's like... Yeah, <laughs>
3: you know, I like, I like
1: that the judge isn't like, all right, son. Like, he's just Great like... Great <laughs> job. He's just like, okay. <laughs> um, and then pretty much soon after that is when he ODs, right? Like, I, is uh-huh. there anything else? Like, basically, he just... He goes to rehab. He does some methadone.
2: Uh, well, we guess we skipped over, and it's not really a big thing. point but the train spotting like or the train moment where they go
1: out to the country is -hmm. called caroor railway station it is the most remote station in Britain. it is not on a road yeah you literally only go there if you want to go hiking that's cool or as the scots call it i want to get this right because there's a specific scottish thing
0: you know like the famous underpants
1: <laughs> uh, uh, there's a word that Scottish people use for mountains, uh, Munros. They call them so. People who uh, Maryland hike, mountains uh, call, are called Mungo baggers. Ben's Look at these looks. Though. Enough words, you all. <laughs> this is, I think, like the iconic. best looks
2: yes. out of all out of the movie. Absolutely, when all that's the spud outfit I love. Yeah, right, you were saying the tight, the skinny yeah.
1: jeans with the blazer
2: and the fluorescent orange. Imagine. God, yeah, they all
0: just look so fucking great.
1: Anyway, I've always wanted to go to that station. Seems really cool. Yeah. Um, Do you yeah. think they
0: put this in the movie just so they could be like, I oh, don't know, that's why it's called Trains. trains. Right?
1: Uh, Well, that is where Renton gives his iconic speech, and I love the speech because he's like, I don't even hate English people. I'm embarrassed for us that they conquered us. They're so lame. Like, it's so shitty that our rulers are these awful fucking tightwad jerks. It's so good. Uh, The most wretched, miserable, servile, pathetic trash That was ever shat into civilization (laughs) We are colonized by wankers Oh god, it's good And they don't even go on the hike Tommy, at that point if I'm Tommy I'm like, you know what guys
0: I fucking planned this whole day for I us. know
1: That's when Tommy gives up, though. Yeah. Really, that's the last that's thing. That's like, he's him. just kind of like, yeah. all right, I can't get my friends to go on a hike.
0: <laughs> I do love the implication. I mean, outside of just like them all being Misfit Toys and the fact that their their roots probably go deep, it also feels like the other reason Tommy's friends with them is because no one else he knows likes Iggy.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right?
0: It's like he's not a junkie, but he has the music taste of yeah, yeah. one. The, that's kind he of a high school to thing, to shows too. With them. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Where you end up sitting with like kids that are you know a little rougher than you just because you yes. like the same things, you yes. Know? But pretty much after, the, so the O.D.ing, what's happening there? He goes to Mother Superior, gives him the twenty pound note. Mother mm-hmm. Superior just throws him in the street, puts him in a, puts well, him right. in a cab. He, like, he this Cab driver is just like, okay. But there's that that like extreme close up of the heroin where you can see like all the shit in it. Yeah, right, going through the right like where you see all that like gross black residue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's right. That's sort of the implication. Is like this particularly nasty. Sure. Like mm-hmm. yeah.
2: And then he sinks into the red carpet, right. mm-hmm. and I love how even you get P- POV shots, yes. and it's got kind of framed on the edges. The red, yeah. yeah and no, it, it,
1: stays, it stays longer there's than when he's in the room. Day. It's yeah. such a, it's. There's a scene in it, the book it, mm-hmm. um, that it reminds me of where like. You know how like in it, the somebody, one of them like kills himself in the tub at the yes. beginning. Yes, like the wife finds the the husband in the tub. And it's written from her, I think it's written from her, whatever. Uh, but anyway, like, she, like, is, like, shaking, looking at him in the tub. And then she starts to hear, like, someone be like, 911, what's your emergency? And she's like, what the hell's going on? And then she, like, suddenly fades into realizing that she's got she's the, phone the phone in her hand. She's on mm-hmm. the phone. And it, I love whenever, like, people are in a state of shock and, like, yeah. a thing is still hanging on that they, you can't process. Like, right. that's, it's such a good decision for him to, like, still see the carpet and not be in that room. Yeah, great. It is good. Uh, do you think Lou Reed, do you think they showed it in the movie? And he was like, You guys diss me in this movie. <laughs> and they were like, Hey, can we use Perfect Day? And he's like, You fucking say I'm my solo career is bad. You want to use Perfect Day? <laughs> it's a wrong opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
1: is a wrong opinion. I think it's, yeah, probably supposed to be a wrong Look at opinion. Sick Boy's yeah, yeah. so annoying. Everything
0: yeah. he sick says boy is sucked. kind of annoying. Yeah. I know. It's like using the song almost feels like it's a way to undercut yeah, Sick, yeah, sick you, Boy sick as a boy. character. Be like, this was his, like, his story masterpiece. Solo album? Yeah. <laughs> Transformer was early. I, I yeah.
1: probably because I was raised to be a codependent enabler. I probably mm. would have an easier time being friends with Begbie than Six Oh yeah, that was a good bit. It was a good bit. It wasn't. Yeah, David's
0: holding up the underwear. You <laughs> saw him again. That's a great. It bet.
1: wasn't. It was confounding and slow. Great. The best, <laughs> um, the best kind and of and so podcast, obviously.
0: Yeah. Then that after that he goes culture. After that yes. is the whole
2: culture. Yes,
0: and and remakes himself as a real estate man, and he's good at it. He's, yes, well I like uh, that he's we good. Should,
2: at it. We, before he moves away, we should talk about Tommy.
0: Yes, because it's like there's the sequence there's the where the
2: Tommy's kind
1: like, of. St- you know, section. Tommy's like, I want heroin and Renton is like, no,
0: but is also so strung out that he's kind of like, okay. Right. He he, he he can't put up a fight but he also doesn't even try. Right. Really.
1: And he's, again, not really even aware of the wreckage he has caused. Right. Because he visits Tommy before he goes to to London, right? That's the yeah, thing. Yes. When he visits okay. him again, Renton is now actually clean, and yes. Tommy is the and one has who's in a horrible tested, state, right? Yes. And,
2: and and finds out, you know, like he's that like unbelievably, he I AIDS. don't have AIDS, yeah, right. yeah. Yes,
1: despite the amount of like needle sharing I was. And I like it feels how,
2: very like this is happening right now. This new thing, like
0: you have to go get the test.
2: Right. Like, his yeah, parents yeah. suggest them that he do it, and then of
0: course, unfortunately, Tommy is the one who has
2: contracted. I mean, HIV. that's the
0: part of the book that makes the most sense being set in the 80s right. that it's mm-hmm. like oh there could be an outside force shift of there's now a new thing for you guys to you worry to about aware of this, right? rather yeah. than if it's in the 90s it's just sort of a like oh these guys are now starting to get more serious maybe mm-hmm. you know it's realistic how unimportant it is to them yes. too though like that yes. they're just sort of like oh yeah i don't have it but also if you're at if you're that deep in that life it's like you yeah. are consciously not taking that test not thinking right. about it because you don't want to know the answer right It's easier to live in, like, the Schrodinger's cat state. Something
2: I never noticed until this watching is there's graffiti all over Tommy's, like, apartment that is, like, referencing that he has AIDS, that he is, like, I have here, it says AIDS scum is scrawled outside of his apartment.
1: The nurses did that? The nurses? (laughs) I don't know. They found out. I don't know who did that. I think, like... You think he did it? No, I think it's because
2: he's active in, like, using drugs still and, like, you know, is had someone maybe
1: get angry at it's him. It's like the then. hobo code. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how hobos would draw, like, like, this is a bad person right. like, a or like, or like, they serve beans here. His
2: door, it says yeah. infected, like, yeah. outside of So they're of basically, door, like, right. don't share needles with this yeah. guy. Right. right. I mm. see. Okay. Okay, Interesting.
1: that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Isn't the hobo code cool? Huh? Yeah, I love it. People should do that. with People should be spray-painted insecure on my door. Hey, wait a sec. Above my bed, it says anxious, avoid Needy. it. Butter him up.
3: That's all he needs.
1: Um... <laughs> This is the whole thing with the Hobo Code, they'd be like, just tell a sad story. you draw like a little crying face. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, that's how you get whatever you need. I
2: have a whole book about this that I should lend you, David. It's really great. Is it called The Hobo Code? For no. Dum- for dummies? I forget what it's called, but okay. it's all about hobo, hobo. Um,
1: like, hobo. Yes. hieroglyphics is what they right. call it. Because they had the whole weird, yeah, language. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he moves to London. Mm-hmm. And he's having a fairly chill, boring time. Mm-hmm. And then the person you least of this group that you least want to find you. Number one. Yeah. (laughs) But the one who would. But the one who would is Begbie, who is on the run for armed robbery Mm -hmm. and is mad because the gun he used wasn't even real. Uh We forgot the the scene where Begbie throws the glass over his shoulder at the pub. And then there's a whole flashback about Begbie where they're like, let me explain what an asshole this guy is. Right? And then we cut back to the glass lands on someone's head and he goes downstairs. He's like, who did this? And well, he takes his everybody.
2: knife out and puts it on the table. He's like, I don't need this. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, it's so good. Well, the character introduction, too, is him telling that story at the club that makes him sound cool. And then right. he's like, and then I went to Tom and and Tommy Tommy told me is, what happened. Like, he was so he was drunk like and fully pathetic. Attacks. Yeah, the guy yeah. never even looked over his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. he was, just his back was back
1: the whole crisps. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they also all attack a tourist at some point. I don't remember when that happened. That that's happens that's later. when they're that literally yeah. robbing people and shit. Is right. like okay. the American yeah, yeah, yeah. guy yeah, comes yeah, yeah. and is like, "Hi, right. hey, can I use your bathroom?" And they they. Rub but their that's hands. the thing where they they're setting Begbie on. They clobo coat outside the bathroom,
0: right, dumb tourist. But,
1: but Begbie holds up the knife and they're like, "No, no, Begbie, no killing. We yes. just want his money." You know, yeah. like that, and that sort of illustrates what Begbie is. Begbie's like right? Tatan.
0: He just kind of he kind of loves doing it. Yeah. He does it for the sport of the thing. And so Begbie shows up, being a
1: psycho. Sick Boy shows up, and he's, like, kind of trying to be a drug dealer now. Uh, and so then Renting gets fired, right? Like, you know, like, because they're hanging around again.
0: Yeah, there's a great bit where they're all eating chips and talking, and then he just blows up at them selling the TV, and they're like, well, you didn't tell us you wanted to keep it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have,
1: like,
0: put a post-it on it. Yeah.
1: I think the, the hardest part of the movie is watching them, like, mess up his apartment. That is so oh, hard yes. to watch. Sox. It's like they they suck. And then that They're where, bad guests. I wouldn't tell yes, they're they're bad, really bad. bad. He moves
0: they're bad them into outfits. the unoccupied apartments.
1: Yes. In which case instead of hiding yes. while those
0: people come in like
1: to look for the apartment they decide to like jump out and be like ah right. so they got, they got territorial
0: about the place they weren't paying to live in it's like just keep hiding for 20 more seconds you're good they're like <laughs>
2: demons
1: right. they're like these demons that he can't shake
0: there yes. is a pile of
2: cigarette packs outside of his apartment that is fucking insane oh. that, that yeah. they would just keep
0: throwing it outside like oh. that's where this goes but it's so funny because you do realize in that moment like oh Rent was being pretty smart about this he, like calls it the least desirable apartment mm-hmm. right right he like found the place that he knew no one was ever gonna take he sets them up there and it's just like just hide your shit and if people come to look at it yeah on these specific days and times get out of the way and mm-hmm. instead as you said they just fucking jump on them like spider monkeys ruin everything yeah little demons they're little demons. bad friends bad friends they really are this movie could have been called good bad dressers friends. bad
1: friends they are a good dressers
0: it could be called Bad Friends
1: just like a short I made at NYU that really? never finished.
0: Was it called Bad Friends? Mm-hmm. Wow. What was it about? This was in The Bad Teacher. So not worth making. It was about bad some Santa. bad friends who yeah. went to
1: go visit a friend's grave, but they're at the wrong grave. and That's it. It's stupid. That's, that's kind of funny. It was a failure. Um, well, you've gone on to great success. Yeah, but I made that. Okay, well, you know what? You should wear it like a fucking millstone. Um... <laughs> Right after all this is Tommy's funeral. That's when they go back. Yes. Yeah. Tommy yeah. dies. Yeah. Of and
2: cat related.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it's, but it's post-mases. like baby two. Like there's something yeah. about when you see the kitten, you're like, no, 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 no. But they don't kill the kitten,
0: you know. The kitten kills him. Yeah, the kitten kills everyone and then walks away with a passport. And and, then... and the guy <laughs> the guy it's not explaining so cute. <laughs> the story to Renton, like yes. so callously, is like, Can you believe this awful, terrible thing while the women cry behind him? But it's a
1: similar thing where you're like, oh, my God, what another insanely
0: bad thing.
1: Yeah. And the movie is in bummer zone at this point, Mm -hmm. but they still do just kind of go like, all right, so should we try and do a weird drug deal with Keith Allen now? Like You know, like, it's not like they're like, we have to fucking stop it. Right. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is a clarion call here. Yeah. Tommy is dead. The only good one. (laughs) Right. Sweet little Tommy. Right. Uh, No. Instead, they're like, let's buy some... (laughs) It spud's out Spud's out of jail That's it
0: Spud's out of jail mm-hmm. Begbie's
1: got comes, a hot He tip. comes into the heroin Right yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, Well then Kelly McDonald Writes him a letter too that, Kelly that McDonald is earlier. like Corresponding with yeah, him right? yeah. She's the one being like Here's what's up Yeah You know Begbie's still a psycho She passes Spud Like wasted in the street That's Right That's sad
0: I like that they never Sleep together again
1: yeah, me yeah. too. She's like a friend. They're just pals. Yeah.
0: She does yeah. give him that brief thing where she's like, "If you don't fuck, me,
1: you'll call the cops." Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I respect the aggression of it. Like, yeah, even though it's a lot, but uh, yeah. But
0: no, I, then I, I wish bells. someone would say that to me.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and they do a drug deal with Keith Allen. Keith Allen, mm-hmm. of course, plays the drug dealer in Shallow Grave as well. Griffin, I don't, I don't know, know if you've I, ever right. seen
0: Shallow Grave. No, I'm excited. I will have seen it by the time uh, and he's also this episode comes
1: famously, out famously. Uh, the father of Lily and Alfie Allen.
0: Oh, sure. And
1: oh. in Britain, he's one of those fucking guys. Okay. Where he's just always on fucking television. Mm-hmm. You know. What do you think, Keith? Well, I think you're like oh, fucking Keith Allen again. Sure. And then you like made two more Allens. You're like, oh, there's, they're multiplying. Tim Allen. Yeah, he he is. He's Tim also Allen's Tim father. Allen's dad. Yeah. I mean, um, to be clear, yeah, I, To be clear, I kind of love Lily Allen and I and
0: I yeah, I, I, I like, like Alfie Allen Tim just Allen fine as well. He's the Santa Claus. Yes.
1: Um, Keith Allen's really good in this movie, though. Uh, he is. That whole scene is—he's really effective as like he's supposed to be. The the menace of that. Yeah, they were like, "Well, it'll be funny." Yeah, it's hard to with Mm -hmm. characters that are as like kamikaze as the four of them. It's hard to have somebody be scarier than them. Yes. the control that he has is like a good counter.
0: There's that great line in the narration where he says, like, he could immediately spot us for what we were, mm-hmm. like, for yep. for whatever, however he says it, but like, They're for rubes. they don't for know. rubes who lucked into a decent deal. Mm-hmm. And then you immediately look back at the guys, and they look so ridiculous. Suddenly, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, like yeah. they've dressed up. He's wearing uh, what's his name He's wearing. Spud's the sunglasses. Yeah. The big He's Produ- got like
1: casino glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he looks like music uh, producer Elliot Gould and
0: <laughs> <in> Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) that's his that's his tactic yeah oh but they get 16,000 they succeed despite
1: being completely incompetent bad
0: but better than they almost got for being so. they're still making a profit yes right and it's still not that it's much not money. It's not that much
1: money. No. To it's, them, it's a lot of money. For right. the end of a movie, it's right. really not that much Especially money.
0: Especially if you're thinking that split across four guys. It's
1: really not that For yeah. like a, a, one last job. Right. As, you know, One of the
0: iconic images of this movie is
1: the final shot post-credits of Spud finding the money. Yeah. And like, it is funny that it's like, oh, good for him. And you're like, it's not, it's like, not that it's much. a little it's $2, bit $2, of money. Yeah. 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 Pounds. And have you Sorry. all watched T2 yet? I've never seen T2. Never I, seen I T2. watched the first 30 minutes. I fell asleep. But I was okay. liking it. But anyway, I won't, I won't say anything. I'm excited uh, to watch it's it. Maybe. It is it the only Danny Boy I've never seen? Interesting. No, I've never. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I won't spoil a thing for it, but about it. But I will say you can tell that the 4,000 pounds did not last, oh, sure. last over 30 yeah. years or whatever. Also, <laughs> not
0: to spoil another thing, but there's a second Terminator. Who? No, no, no. There isn't. This time there are two? Yeah. T two And uh, what yes. is it? Just a, a line. man. He's made man. out of liquid
1: heroin. <laughs> I keep trying to cook him and he's like, yeah. get off
0: yeah. him! He's uncookable.
1: In um, that line, I'll choose life. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic line. I, I like that Renton's final choice is, you know what? All these guys suck. Yeah. I don't yeah. like them. Yeah. Except for Spud, he's all right. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave him money. Yeah. Everyone else, fuck you. Which also- I'm going to make a selfish choice and I guess I'll be, you know, normal now. But he's not like triumphant. I don't even know if he's going to be normal. And you don't even know if he's going to be... I mean, the the whole shot where the face... Where, you know, he he puts the, his face further out of focus and then yeah. his smile mm-hmm. just becomes this weird, like, rictus grin that's, like, yeah. scary looking. Yeah, you don't know if it's, like, Well, because he watches be like... Loses his mind yeah. one too many times basically and, he, and like, then he does the old but even uh, before
0: that they go to the bathroom two, you know he steals Begbie's oh sure like taking the remote from Al very yeah. dicey yeah. when he just takes or the I would, I would never that. have no, done no, no, that no, no, Begbie's no. gonna wake up and
1: yeah just no. you should have a no. last year a weapon in your hand but even
0: when you know. Begbie and Sick boy are in the bathroom before Begbie flips out on that fucking guy he's already floating to Spud yeah. should we just run mm-hmm. Uh, totally Spud is so good in those scenes the scaredness is really good. This is my question. Does he leave the money for Spud in the book? Do you yes. remember? He does. Okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it almost Same felt thing. to it's me like, like, like ah, a thing Spud of never like anybody. Right. It it almost felt to me watching the movie like, oh, with Bremner's performance, this is the one character you would feel bad for. Mm-hmm. As an audience member, this is had to tack on a happy ending to the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, because you're just like, who gives a shit about Sick Boy and Bagby? Mm-hmm. I'm happy Renton walks away from this. You want Spud to have a little win. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he could have, you know, they, he could have split the money 50 50 with could've. Spud. <laughs> he <could've. laughs> but he, he does. But he did. Yeah. <laughs> he gives him his share. Um, yes. No, I think in the book, it's only, it's just Renton is thinking to himself, like, I'll give Spud his cut because he's all right. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: Seeing him get the money is. He's got such a sweet face. He yeah. has
1: big glasses. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's interesting because the, like, the euphoria that he's exhibiting at the end, it, it would be the euphoria that normally you would associate with, like, and now I'm out forever. Like, yes. I learned the lesson and I realized I'm on the other side of it. But you're like, the thing that gave him the most freedom was, like, fucking over people that fuck over him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, like, the that's as so it's clear not gonna, as it's going to get. Not
0: going to last for long. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the end of the film. It's really good. It's, uh, a, great movie. it's a great movie. It is. Yeah, it's, it's also it's just excellent. incredibly compelling. And it is one of those things where I haven't seen it in years, although I've seen it many times. Yeah. And I was just like, right, I remember like the framing of these shots. Like I'm, it's
3: like very so many in my things memory. I? Can
1: Can you, I don't feel like I love the movies, that, like The Snatch and The Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrel. Like movies that, inha- the descendants of this movie, yes. I feel like probably, I haven't seen them in forever. I don't think they're my thing. You know what I, but like. No, I think they're, a, they're very
0: busy. Like yeah, 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 Guy Ritchie is like Danny Boyle dialed up. I think it's also right. very similar to Pulp Fiction, where like you had a wave of American yeah, yeah, yeah. movies copying that, right? And, um, pretty much all of them. Right. Stuhink, and, and obviously they're... Guy
1: Ritchie is also inspired by Pulp Fiction
0: and all that. Yeah, as well. but mm-hmm. I, I think these two movies produced a lot of very we bad pretend. films yeah, in yeah, their yeah. wake. Uh, I don't think those movies are bad. I like Lockstock and stuff I haven't seen them forever, I They just, are such
1: cultural snapshot things. Sure. Whereas train spotting is too, but train spotting is like still like just like incredibly
0: incredibly watchable. Yeah. David, can you pull up the quote that JJ texted us? In the middle of compiling his dossiers, he he went to text to spotlight one specific quote for us.
1: Okay. Uh... Uh, this is a fun thing to think about with Boyle is the idea he repeats over and over again. Quote, In England, if you're talented, young, and rebellious, you start a band, unless you're tone-deaf like me. You take a kind of commercial or rebellious energy of a young filmmaker for granted in America. The energy of youth doesn't go into films in this country, it goes into bands. The guys from Oasis and Blur had gone into film, you'd have a very vibrant industry. Hmm. It's interesting. Right. Britain does make good music. Music brain is very different from movie brain, though. Yes. But... Yes. Well, and obviously, like, making a movie is, like, complicated. Yeah. Not that making music isn't hard, but there is like you can be a fucking insane person. Right. And still just be just so gifted and interesting and just like get on stage and sing songs and it's yeah. like electrifying. But you can't just do that with a movie. You can be like, I have a yeah. good idea for a movie. Here we go. You know, you have to like get At funding the and then like storyboard <laughs> yeah. scenes and stuff. Yeah. Like it's hard. But all all English people like can speak. You know, like that's the one thing. Like music people here can't speak. Like m- sure. musicians don't know how to like talk. Yeah. But like in- anyone in England can just speak <laughs> in a way that Americans can't.
0: But it but that quote, I mean, it applies for Boyle's whole career, but this is the movie that I think best embodies it of just him being like, I wanna make films that have the energy mm-hmm. that music has in terms of commenting on a moment and the reason films rarely can do that is because it's a much more complicated medium that involves so many more people and so much more money and all of that. Mm -hmm. But that is the magic trick of Boyle is he understands how to convert that energy into his movies from first shot to last shot. That's a great
1: segue into talking about the soundtrack of Mm. this film, which is iconic in its own right. Two
0: volumes. Uh, Yes. uh, Classic more music. I'd love it when there's a more music. I love it.
1: um, Where they're just like, just the vibe.
0: I found I was I was used records dropping and I I bought the American Graffiti soundtrack which I didn't have on vinyl and then they also had the soundtrack for More American Graffiti the mm. proper film sequel to American Graffiti but in addition to that they had a second soundtrack album for American Graffiti called More American Graffiti complicated very and that album is not songs that were in the first movie because I think all of them were on the first album. Right. It is other songs from the Just era the of, yeah. with interstitial introductions by Wolfman Jack, which I thought was so interesting that there's like an yeah. in-universe album that's like another night. Those were the days. Of Wolfman Jack playing, playing records. Whatever yeah. happened um, today. Right, tell us some tracks. Yeah, tell David. us some tracks.
1: Irvin Welsh mm-hmm. uh, knew a lot of musicians personally, so he could put them in touch with Danny Boyle mm-hmm. and be like, hey, just give, just, just don't charge, yeah. you know, or like, just charge us a little bit of money. Can you let this one go? Um, so Ben, do you want to read some, uh, you got the soundtrack pulled up yeah, right we there. got
2: Iggy Pop, Lust yep. for Life, we got a Brian Eno song, um, Deep Blue Day, Primal Scream did a train Hell, spotting.
1: Yes. What song, kind of like scream. called Train Spotting. Cool. That's not in the movie though, right? Or is it? The Train Spotting song? I believe so. I it is. Which one is that one? Are we have fucking playing. Yeah, sorry. play it. What else we got? What's that Keep album? Okay. We, have, uh, we have New Order. That's their big album. Uh, great Blur.
2: Album. We have, like real. we said, Lou Reed, Perfect Day. We have a pulp song.
1: You gotta have yeah. a pulp yeah. song. Mile but you know, but this is the thing, Ben. Yes. And sir. I think this is important. Uh, left Field, that's another, you know, big electronic act of the time. Mm-hmm. But um, is Dame, uh, Danny Boyle is the one. Like, uh, like, Irvin Welsh is the one. Like, let me hook you up with Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know those guys. Sure. But, Danny Boyle is like, no, I also want Primal Scream, Blur, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Pulp. I want music from right now. Like, I want the Britpot stuff. And everyone else was like, I don't know anything about that. But he later is like, that was a masterstroke. Mm -hmm. Because, like, that is British youth culture when this movie coming out. And it helps make this movie feel like it's about British youth culture. Uh, The coolest song on the album is obviously Underworld's Born Slippy, Mm -hmm. uh, which is the big finale song. So Um, good. I recommend being like 20 years old and going to any club in Britain. That song will come on and the entire crowd goes absolutely insane and starts screaming, la Laga" la la at the end. Wow. So good. I've done it many times. There are definitely times where I play that in my car. And when I get to that point, I'm like, I actually have to skip. Like the first, the first like minute is incredible. And then when it's just like a little too much noise, I'm like, I think I have to get out of the song. Now. It's so <laughs> good. It is so good. Uh, and it's a perfect ending, right, Griff? Come yeah, on. Yes. Wait. No, what was no. your
2: look like? Well, maybe we should. What was your look at the dance club? Did you have a pacifier?
1: Don't make. Did you me, have glow sticks? Did you go?
0: Corduroy blazer <laughs> with no. elbow patches. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Briefcase. The way I. Ben nicknamed T-shirt.
0: Because <laughs>
1: first, I think you would go to. Um. You know, Walmart you go to clubs because the whole thing in college was in Britain. The, cl- the pubs closed at eleven thirty. Uh huh. Um, so you would like have to go to the club if you wanted to keep partying. Right. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so you would go to the club. And in Newcastle, where I went to college, um Which
2: is a famous, famous like town for, life town. For but
1: dance the whole music. thing is like, don't you fucking go to the clubs on the it's a student on the days you're not supposed to. Every there was always one club that was doing a student night every okay. night. So you could always go to one. But if you went to the other ones with the townies, they had no time for you. I was once called a poof because I was wearing a coat. <laughs> what? in Newcastle, where the it is very, very cold. Sure. And, I was, and a guy was like, oh, and I was like, what are you saying? He's like, ah, and I like got close to him. And he's like, "You Puff, why are you wearing a coat? And I was like, what? I, it's like 30 degrees outside Fahrenheit. It's so cold. What are you talking about? And you I were
2: like in some kind of warehouse or just like some uninstalled I believe
1: I was at the, the, I think it's called the Pig and Whistle. You know, it's a famous uh, mm-hmm. anyway. But you know, so yeah. But no, I mean, I would fucking, I, God knows what I was wearing. You miss it, I don't, like a puffy, puffy vest, it. Miss those a puffy vest, maybe. I do miss them. Maybe no, I like an Adidas You don't, you know, track, you don't need this. Wife. Adidas. You don't need this, baby. You know they call it Adidas. <laughs> I you should go be, right back. I should be back in Newcastle, going to digital and C and the tuxedo princess. Sure, you need, I to set up, you need to set up a PO box. You need to put a, four thousand pounds <laughs> in there. No, I mean it was awful. I but but fun as well. Oh man. You know? Yeah.
2: Very uh, jealous. That sounds so cool.
1: Um but uh anyway, uh Born Slippy if that ever came out, tune. is a fucking tune. It's the best. It's a fucking tune. That's the a fucking it's a tune. great song. And um, it can never be used again. No. No. You no. can't right. ever do it again. Uh, obviously, Underworld does the score for um, Sunshine as well, which is so cool. He like remains and becomes
0: one of the most used.
1: Yeah, that's right. The, the guy they collaborate, John Murphy. Right. The dun, dun. right. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll we'll talk about that we'll with talk such about a, the that. big trailer music. Yeah. David Bowie is another one. David Bowie also instrumental apparently in putting the soundtrack together. Like they get him and he helps with Iggy Pop and Lou wow. Reed. Yeah. Pretty cool. Again, yeah. David Bowie gets dissed by Sick Boy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking
0: rude. Sick Boy's just got bad opinions. I am. I'm interested. He's got in, posters
1: in, disease. I look forward to listening to you guys talk about Danny Boyle, just because he's so weird and yeah. It's it, I. There's something I. It's like I totally get what he's going for, and then I also just kind of don't.
0: Like as an overall career, we love such a good eclectic filmography like that, where someone's working yeah. different genres, where where their their misfires yeah. are equally fascinating. Trying to figure out what they thought they were doing. And yeah. Slumdog, which is like, you know, that's like a crash.
1: That's like a movie that you're, looking back, it's like,
0: no. It, it, is, it is fascinating how much I am dreading rewatching that movie. Interesting. Be, I'm very, I think I'm going to come back around on
1: that one. Am I was kind of down on it at the
0: time. I I, wonder, I, mean, I didn't hate it, but I was kind of yeah. like, why is this winning Best Picture? And now I feel like I'm going to watch it and be like, you know what, this kind of fucking I mean, rules. We'll talk about it, but I saw it. I saw it opening weekend, it limited release, and I was just like, this thing is unbelievable. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. saw it like three months later in theaters when it was about to win the Oscar. And the second time in theaters, it immediately didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Like I already saw through it and I have not watched it again since then.
1: I have a hard time imagining that there isn't. Racist aspects of the movie, just at least through the lens, and also that it's like, who wants like to whatever? It doesn't matter because that's a million movies away. But we'll talk. I look, I look forward to what y'all, y'all's
0: conclusion. But one of those things where you're like, oh, it's very cool that Danny Boyle won Best Picture and Best Director and has Oscars. Totally, but it's great. In retrospect, you're like, for that movie is kind of weird. The beach, I love the beach. I love Um, the beach. Hell yeah, so do I. Um,
1: okay, okay. This film's distribution. Mm -hmm. Um. There are different cuts for England and America. How different those cuts are is disputed. Um, British distribution handled by Polygram. American distribution obviously handled by Miramax. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miramax bought it before they'd seen it. Uh, Just I think they were like, well, this is going to be cool. Sounds like money. Sure. And uh, they were apparently... We're immediately afraid of the Scottish accents being Wants too to off I think they wanted subtitles, maybe? I Selective read, I dubbing, read, I
0: also heard, I, to, yeah. to convert some of the accents and slang. That's the Morgan Boyle Freeman. said
1: yeah. there's this great story that the Weinsteins decided to have the film revoiced and that everywhere else it was dubbed into American, but we never found any evidence of that. Oh, no. um, but the American version of the movie, apparently they did like redo their lines a little bit to make okay. it more normal this is according to ewan mcgregor i don't know it's weird that no one seems to actually know the story on this yes mm-hmm. whatever the mpaa i think may be considered giving it an nc-17 mm-hmm. think of the children uh, so apparently in the american original american cut now whatever i'm watching it on fucking stars i'm seeing ewan mcgregor's dick yeah but uh maybe they like sort of like cut a couple frames there okay
0: a mm-hmm. couple inches yeah they just made it smaller mm-hmm
1: uh, Danny Boyle said he loves the condom moment. Condoms are part of modern life. Usually you're unable to film them. Uh-huh. Uh, putting you in silhouette and showing him pulling off the condom his, off his cock was great. He's got quite a big cock and he's not shy in that regard. Well, Go off. Could never say that today. Um, about your actor. The film opens February 23rd, 1996 uh, in Britain uh-huh. and is a huge hit. Yes. I almost tried to find the British box office because wow. I thought it'd be fun, but I couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't do it. I would need to, like, buy, like, an old copy of Screen International or something. Oh, I can tell you. For the rest of it would be series. that BFI list you mentioned. I thought about it. Yeah. It'd be the same 10. I can tell you J- Jumanji was the number one film in Britain. I can tell okay. you that. Okay. I found that out. Okay. So people are mostly enjoying Jumanji. Um, but by the but time.
0: spotting grew. It went up. Right? Much Over like weeks. Hugh McGregor's penis.
1: Um, by the time it Whip opens off. Yeah. in America. So uh-huh. it opens in America in July. Yeah. It had made $18 million in Britain, which right. is a lot of money. Today, that would be a lot of money. That's mm-hmm. a huge amount of money for an 18 rated drug movie.
0: Yeah. I think at the time it was one, one of the highest grossing British made films in That's England. British made, it's possible, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is, and I wanted JJ to dig this up, so I'm glad about it. Like Barry Norman,
1: because I was like, I, like, can you find me reviews of like sort of the old fuddy duddies? Like yes. Barry Norman, the king old fuddy duddy, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. he saw a clip and condemned it in his show. He thought it was outrageous the film was even coming out. Then Muriel Gray writes this article. You reviewed evening. the clip, he had not seen the movie. Uh, I think what the Boyle says, like, I don't know, that's that's a Boyle quote. Okay, I don't know. Uh, but Barry Norm- Norman hosted film sure, it was literally called film. Uh-huh. It was the BBC show, and he was like this guy in a chair with gray hair, and he'd yeah. be like, "Hello, other new films." I'm
0: I home. it stinks.
1: I don't <laughs> kind of that vibe. Yeah, and I remember he quit in two thousand two. He retired. Okay, and in his retirement statement, he was like, "Fucking Ang Lee's making a Hulk movie. I'm done."
0: Uh huh.
1: Like truly, he was like, "That was the last straw for me." Wow. This guy's making that a movie about the Hulk, and that was two thousand two. Yeah. And
0: he also didn't know that was gonna be the. The best Most artistic 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 the, great,
3: the greatest film
1: of all time. Yeah. Um, but Muriel Gray wrote an article in the Evening Standard saying this is an important film. Uh-huh. And in Danny Boyle's view, that was when it was suddenly like, okay, the chattering classes started turning in our direction. Wow. Like before then, the vibe was like, can you even make a movie like this? Mm-hmm. And she was the one who sort of like got people wow. uh, engaging with it seriously. And uh, Jarvis Cocker, mm-hmm. uh, the lead Singer Paul Poobroules also was like giving interviews where he was like, This is a really interesting film. It's not like some pro drug movie that's yeah. like, you know, going to ruin society. Right. Bob Dole, as we pointed out, did not like it. Before. I watched some Charlie Rose thing with like John Hodge and Andrew McDonald and um Danny Boyle. And it, it Charlie Rose was like, Definitely in that Barbara Walters way, was like setting up, like, And do you think it's okay for movies yeah. to show drugs? Like, it was like, obviously, their American press tour had this sort of yes. like, We're going to set it up, set up the controversy, set yeah. up the. Make it seem like we
0: disagree with it just so you can defend it. This isn't the kind of thing you should be showing kids in movies. It's not like toweling off in front of your assistant, a thing that's comfortable for everybody.
1: He's like fully blackout, yeah. as he's talking about. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Obviously, all the controversy is also in their favor. You know, yes. The more controversy yes. you're getting, like, oh, absolutely. should this even be a movie? People yeah. are like, well, I, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. I want to yeah. have an opinion. It. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, there's that cool Empire Magazine Uh, review Hollywood come in
0: your time is up you know like come on like that's the vibe where's that there's that great empire review quote that's like we should double down on how proud we are about this movie basically let me find it uh
1: yes if Brits can make something Britain can be proud of and Hollywood must be afraid of if we Brits can make movies this good about subjects this horrific what chance does Tinseltown have yeah I mean the other good line from that uh uh, review is Transponding doesn't glorify heroin It glorifies youth Youth that it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. worst mostly But youth mm-hmm. trying to sort out things As only youth can yeah. That's why it's sure, universal uh, Absolutely No I think it was Miramax um,
0: <laughs> Sorry
1: Oh my god Jesus oh Christ
0: god. Ebert only gave it three stars Coward Even still that probably was him Kind of putting his neck out on the line
1: Maybe I mean he basically Ebert's review is basically like This is very stylish I'm not sure it has anything to say uh-huh. Yeah um, I read that, that word, Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, But it's positive. But this movie's performance at the U.S. box office, David.
1: Let's oh, talk about that. Yes.
0: Um, I also want to point out this movie.
1: The, the book Junk by Melvin Burgess. Has anyone read that? Anyone read that? No. It's a young adult book about heroin use. Okay. That I, also came out in 96. Mm-hmm. That I read. Indelible mm-hmm. for me. Shout out, Melvin Burgess. Okay. Number one. So this movie opens in American in, in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, July 19th. Sully
0: would be proud. They Limit, did it.
1: You know, but huge yeah. per screen average. Uh-huh. Eight screens. It's, um, they planned it to come out
0: 14 days after my birthday.
1: (laughs) That's what they wanted. Yeah. They thought about it.
0: Yeah. Ninth birthday. Give them two weeks to process before.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So what do you think is number one at the box office? In its third week, it has made $200 million total. Independence Day? That's right. Mm -hmm. Ninety-six, baby. Yeah.
2: Was that big in the UK?
1: Independence Day? They don't have that. It sure was. I saw it at the screen on the green with my dad. I was 10. But it's Guy Fawkes Day there. No, that's in, that's in fucking November. Right, yes, yes. The no. ship blows up a mask. <laughs> uh, my dad had already seen it. Yeah. I remember that. And so he warned me during the autopsy scene. He was like, this is going to get intense. He was like, this that. rules too hard. I'm <laughs> warning you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this thing fucking slaps. It owns bones. Number yes, two. David's. At the box office, Griffin. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is a huge hit film. Okay. Summer 96, a huge hit film. Major movie star. Uh huh. Part of his comeback. Mission Impossible? No, comeback, comeback, comeback. But Bruce? It's one of those movies that it's absolutely insane that this movie made $104 million. Is Simistic. it a Bruce movie? No.
0: Comeback. Travolta. Okay, 96. Michael. 104. Close to Michael. Oh, the other one, Phenomenon. It's Phenomenon? Yeah. Wow. And it's only made
1: 60 in three weeks. So it's, yeah. got, it's got such crazy legs. I know. Total top.
3: It's even that good. Yeah. And
1: sandwich with a little bit of mustard. Number three at the box office Mm -hmm. is a war drama. Crazy that this was a summer movie. Hmm. I guess it's a movie star movie. Okay. Uh, It's kind of a forgotten movie.
0: 96 Ward drama but it was a, forgotten It was movie. a hit. Like, it was a hit? What did it end up at?
1: It made 59 domestic, 100 worldwide. It's okay. two big movie stars. Mm-hmm. It's got a famous perform, not famous, but somewhat notorious performance from a young emerging star.
0: Oh, it's Courage Under Fire. Courage Under Fire. <laughs> Never seen it. Denzel I, and you know, Ryan I almost invoked it earlier in this Edwards episode. Rick film. You're saying like, well, Ewan looks so hot. He's just skinny, whatever. It's like, no, but he didn't lose weight and end up looking like Damon. Damon's a great example mm-hmm. of him in that movie. He looks scary. Right,
1: right, right. I see that. Yeah. And then they had the TV spin-off Grace Under Fire. Yes. Exactly. They were closely related, yeah. actually. Number four at the box office. Ugh. Comedy. <laughs> uh, Dumb and Dumber. No, but... Carrie? No, but, you know, like, kind of stupid, but Dumb. also... Brilliant?
0: Hmm. Uh, it's a remake. Stupid but brilliant. Remake. Major it's, star. It's a remake. A remake of an American film or foreign yes. film. American <laughs> film make of an American film with a major star. It's stupid, but maybe brilliant. Huh? Ninety-six. Is it The Nutty Professor? That's right. Mm. Okay. Good job. Thank you.
1: Nutty Professor, which in a month has made ninety-three million on the way to one twenty-eight. Again, uh, a real comeback Eddie.
0: He was after like that was like after two or three flops yes, in a row. That's his big comeback.
1: Yeah, and he wins the uh, New York. No, the National Society of Film Critics Best Actor Award. I always think about that. Cool, he, cool he, has, he really should have. Did <laughs> Oscar nominated? Yeah. Who yeah. um, Do I have him? You should. If you don't, you're lying Sharing to yourself.
3: Your it's
1: a tough year. Yeah, I do have him. Okay. For what? The 90 Professor. Oh. On my list? David, oh, oh,
0: David oh. has a spreadsheet for every year what he would nominate in every oh, category. That's good. That'll be useful. And then. it's updated constantly. Tom, so wait. Tom Cruise, Jerry
1: Maguire, uh-huh. William H. Macy for Fargo. Good placement? Yeah, he's
0: the lead. No, right? I know. The Francis. Oscars got it wrong. They did. They did nominate him, though. So mm-hmm. Not for yeah. the hat, but put him where you
1: belong. Eddie Murphy, Muddy Professor, uh-huh. Bill Baker Hall, Hard Eight.
0: Okay, wow. And
1: Ewan McGregor, train spotting. Yeah, it's a good five. That's,
3: yeah.
0: Harrelson
1: is the cut there. And I hmm. do love that or... performance. People versus Larry Flint. Uh-huh. I do love that performance. I love
0: that Oscar nomination. And you've self-identified before as a slut for Woody? I do. I love him. I fucking yeah. love, love Slot. No, I love Woody.
1: He's on these billboards in LA, like him as like a twinkie, like 15 year old. And like it's for some like cannabis store.
0: Oh, oh, it's not a movie. That's not a high concept premise no, for a movie. No, but they
1: I think he oh, partly. Oh, it's called like something like get high is in the word. I don't know that. But it's
0: high, it. like airbrushed to death.
1: It, it No, it's truly just this picture of him being oh, like a hot 14-year-old. A and I geez. posted it being like, what is this? And everyone's like, that's Woody Harrelson. <laughs> what a weird guy. <laughs> yeah, what a weird guy. Number yeah. five at the box office is the movie that... The, the, we may do this box office again one day. It's new this week. It's a horror film. It's a flop.
0: Um Is it The Frighteners?
1: It's The Frighteners. Wow, yeah. that was fast. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, look, I love that movie, and I also just know what a notorious uh, uh, bungling of a release that was in terms of putting that movie out in the middle of July and it bombing really hard. Um, 100%. It was a thing where it was, like, supposed to be Halloween, and then they were so happy with how it turned out. they moved it to the summer. It's like, why? They moved it to the summer and, like, made that decision a month before it was going to come out, and they didn't have time to basically advertise it, and they were just so bullish the thing was going to hit. Very strange, because it's not an easy
1: sell or no, title. No, it's a complicated we premise. We gotta do Jackson.
0: And it's it's Michael J. Fox, but in a very, a role unlike what he'd done before, and then they end up on this poster image where his face isn't on the poster. Like, the poster image, I think, is striking in and of itself, but does not sell that movie at all. Uh, yeah, I agree. Have you ever seen that movie, Ben? No. You'd It's like so good. It. Okay.
1: You will like it when we do Peter Jackson. Now... The other thing that I want to know... It's like
0: the last Michael J. Fox vehicle in movies. He basically, he goes to Spin City after that, and then, yeah. But it's like, so you got that top four. They're all holdovers. Okay. And then
1: Frighteners is new, and then there's three other new movies, six, seven, eight. Fled... Remember, fled absolutely do not. Stephen remember Baldwin fled. and Lawrence uh, Fishburne are chained together wow. and on the run.
0: Do not remember that. It's
1: kind of like an action comedy. It's okay. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, in my memory, mm. uh, Multiplicity, oh. which is a real bomb.
0: Yeah, wild opening how number hard seven. That movie bombed. I'm sure Ben seen Multiplicity. Of course, it's funny. Yeah, it rolls. He makes uh, too many of himself. Yeah, and they get dumb. But also, the movie solves the problem that the mistake that most movies make: not enough Michael Keaton. Even the movies starring Michael Keaton don't have enough Michael Keaton. And the movies without Michael Keaton, uh, failure to launch. Multiplicity finally is like, you want like four or five of this guy kicking around.
1: Um, And then number eight, mm-hmm. Kazam, Shaquille O'Neal's opening, Kazam opening. So
0: there's like bombs
1: ahoy I mean, this week. Seriously.
0: You have three big but movie it's like star in movies. In the middle of a,
1: a hot Hollywood yes, summer. Yeah. Things are going great. It's yeah. just like,
0: they're like, you love Independence Day. Would you love to see Kazam? And people are like, I'll just see Independence Day again. Thank you very much. Kazam, one of the few movies my mother made us walk out of on grounds of uh, artistic disgust. <laughs> just, I, I will not. I don't know if by. I've actually ever seen it. I've I definitely see seen Kazam. Multiplicity. But. He's a genie. He's That's a genie, lives know, in a boombox. Right.
3: Cool. Yeah.
0: Sounds
1: pretty good, actually. Yeah. And it was directed by Paul Michael Glazer. It was. Uh, you've also got The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I invoked. Yeah, good movie. Uh, number nine. And Eraser. The uh-huh. Arnold Schwarzenegger hit. Oh yeah, sure. I like um, so Eraser I like is it. fun, mm-hmm. uh, which is a what's his name, Chuck Russell movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vanessa Williams uh, also Harriet the Spy. I mean, a little, Rock, a little boring a
0: masterpiece. I felt, I found it boring. Harriet? I found it boring. Harriet's I never, so f- I never got it. I rewatched it recently. So fucking well directed. Train
1: spotting goes on to make sixteen million dollars domestically over a long run. Makes seventy million plus worldwide. Um, and uh, gets an Oscar nomination, yeah. Mm. And Danny, Danny Boyle is off to the races. I was
0: gonna say the same thing, David. I was gonna phrase it the same way. What do you think y'all's like thesis statement about Danny Boyle is gonna be?
1: You gotta find it on the way, choose life. <laughs> no, I don't know, yeah. I, guess I don't it know is. either, but I mean, like <laughs> to me, the whole thing with him is like he is fearless, yeah. Not in a way of like he's hanging off of helicopters, but in the sort of way of like, I don't know, I'll try anything. Like, I'm not gonna just like stick to projects that make sense, quote, make sense for me. Yeah. Like something like Slumdog Millionaire, especially, is something where you're like, Danny, what? No. And he's like, "Eh, I kind of have a good vibe. And it's like, well, I'll take my best picture trophy. Thank you very much.
0: You know, 127 hours too. Is that way? Yeah. I wanna get to this point of like, you know, I don't know if we, we can, we'll reach any greater understanding, but like, it is such a condemnation of the state of the film industry right now that Danny Bull essentially can't get movies made. Yep. And like his last two movies were train spotting yesterday. And train spotting is him being like, okay, Jeez, all right, I'm finally doing. Right. I'm doing yeah, T2. Yeah. And it like no one notices it. Everyone it, no one realizes that actually happened after like yeah. 15 years of fans demanding they it's make it it was part of it was part of the covid haze too yeah. it feels yeah but it but it was 2016 that's what's wild no really
1: yes. no not 16 when 17 is it? maybe Oh, i okay this is Fully, what's okay. wild yeah 2017. Uh, well, i got covid 2017. in 2017
0: yeah you get you were you were patient zero yeah uh but then held, yesterday held i remember seeing yesterday and saying to you david like why the fuck danny ball make this and you were like cuz he wants to make a movie and what else is getting made and it was like, oh, it's like uh, Richard Curtis and Beatles as a franchise gets yeah. Danny Boyle a green light, and that's after he's left Bond.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He almost does Bond, and it was him being like, "Fuck it, I'll finally do a franchise movie." Mm-hmm. He gets fired from that movie for like refusing to compromise his radical ideas about the franchise, and now he mostly just makes FX series,
1: right? Yeah, which is the make a movie, one, buddy. Right? The Pistols yeah, one yeah. was okay. I watched that. I enjoyed it. Mm. It looked like it was train spotting like fan fiction. It looked like mm. it was like, and it's I will just say
0: lots of camera movement. It's yeah, really, yeah, yeah. really just big and loud. It's a bummer that that guy can't in perpetuity get $20 million a year to make whatever he wants. It's a crazy time. He works I will cheap. Say, he's not an expensive agree. guy. I like, no, and I he knows yesterday. what he's doing. Yeah. yeah.
1: I actually liked yesterday. I feel like a lot of people don't,
0: but. You threw out that you I love yesterday. It. was I actually it? Your two picks where were you said train spotting or yesterday when I asked you. Or the you. beach. I
1: love the beach. Sure. I love the beach. Um, um but yesterday I
0: can't. will say we have, have me back. <laughs> we have a pro yesterday guest lined up for yesterday. Okay. David and I are not yesterday fans but we have booked someone who is ready to really go to the mat for yesterday. Well, let them know I'm single. I will, I
1: will I only saw it once. Maybe I'll like it more the second Maybe time. We'll I was now. like
0: tired I think it's a
1: plain movie. It's a great it's a great plane I movie. I kind of wish i would seen it on a plane. Because I, saw it, I didn't like, see it on a Tribeca premiere. Yeah. And I was like tired. And I was like, eh, for fuck's sake. But I was so in the bag for it. Like the trailer, I was like, oh, I'm gonna this is gonna be my kind of cheese. Like this is
0: good. I want a good cheese. It made right. it made yeah.
1: choices that I it, I saw it on a good day and it made choices that I wasn't expecting. It, it
0: certainly to make. makes choices. And I and I was it one of the choices, I
1: cried. Uh wow. Well, <laughs> wow, well, okay. We can talk about it. We'll talk about mic. it. Yeah but I do think movies are going to come back. I hope so. I think that all these streaming platforms are going to collapse. Oh, 100%. Everything's happening to our eyes. It's happening. We're going to enter World War III. To to me, honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but it's the JPEG thing where I was like, there's actually some internal
0: awareness, I think.
1: I mean, there's other stuff going on there.
0: But anyway, we don't need to talk about The thing about I that. want is just, you know, they're, they're, new Hollywood happens because people started supporting those movies financially, right? Yep. It wasn't like studios suddenly just wanted to speak to the youth movement. Mm-hmm. It was because those people were showing up and supporting those films. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, if we could just get like three or four Everything Everywhere All at Once is a year. Yeah. That's enough encouragement for people to keep making these movies. We can do it. We can, we can do it. Do it. My, the thing that drives me crazy is it's been a good year for Hollywood, and then it had a
1: weird November where people didn't want to see Armageddon Time and Tar, and right. everyone
0: was like, "It's over." All the Oscar movies, it's been it's been a rough go. Tar like, feels like a like Euro, European movie. The to least make. commercial movies, totally, totally, totally. And
1: then the minute the whale started doing well, I was like, "Guess what? People want to see
0: that." Let's yeah, see. Yeah. Let's see how the whale does upon expansion. It doesn't
1: but, need to do that. Well, I'm just saying, like, yeah. where people are like, why is the whale doing well? I'm like, Because you can. Sell that movie to somebody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a there's a different argument to be had over like should we be making movies? that's like, well, look at this. The sale of the whale
0: is just. Come on, you're rooting for Brendan Fraser, there's right? That, like, it's, but so right. it's also
1: like, like don't you want to see what this looks like? Well,
0: because mm-hmm. the trailer has like two shots of him. They only ever released that one fucking image. You they reuse ever everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> I saw I saw it this weekend, and a couple walked out of the theater. Did you like it? I did not. Have you seen it? No. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I'm scared. I think I'm. Probably not. Can I give you my joke uh, review? Thar it blows. It's good. Thank you. He's happy with this. <laughs> I'm he's, happy. He's I've done been, this on multiple group chats. <laughs> I've, uh, David's now had to read this four times. It's up on Letterboxd. There's, like. There's been good movies. There are, this year. I don't like really that good movies. There's a lot of films I like. We had Triangle sinus We had Tar. We had Fablemans.
1: We had we had good movies.
0: Fablemans, baby. Charles, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, always a pleasure Yeah
1: Favorite podcast My Hey favorite come podcast. on Get wow. out of here Thank you I That's true.
0: fuck up I will say David the, the, the Slice and change I ate Of this deep dish Little Caesars Felt like I fucking ate Narcan I've been <laughs> Like this is heavy
1: I don't know how you did it
0: I don't know I'm gonna f- I mean I'm, when this is done I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle the rest of this And take a nap On the blank check couch Um, Charles Speaking of uh, everything we're talking around right now, mm. people should watch Search Party on HBO Max, a yeah. service that is famous for keeping things up there forever.
1: I am scared, you guys. I think, you know, let's hope for the best. Let's hope it makes it through whatever
0: rounds are happening. But if, forever, if for whatever reason you haven't watched it yet, you fool, Yeah, time might be of the essence.
3: We God. know nothing. Don't, you jinx, can, like, it. Don't jinx it. buy it on iTunes. You right?
0: can always buy can it on, always iTunes. on iTunes. Physical release?
1: Um, there's nev- No, there's been no play well,
0: uh, I think, I don't know. I got it.
1: No, well, I don't know. Maybe I have no idea. Okay. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: Watch it. Watch it while you can. Watch it. Yeah. One of the great shows. You're one of the great people. Thank you. Uh, look forward to having you on again. Thank you. I look forward
1: to doing yesterday with that other person.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you who it is. It's a good person. i I'm not, long overdue on the show. Uh, David, once again, given the punch List cross. No, I don't know. Thank you, <laughs> all for listening. Ringo Starr. Yes, long peace and overdue. Love. Peace, and love. peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. I guess I'll set it out. <laughs> Ringo Starr, huge blanket. Uh, What's this movie about, mate? It.
1: It's about peace and love.
0: He thinks it's actually John.
3: <laughs> oh, there he is. He hasn't returned my calls in decades.
0: <laughs> um... Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to Marie Barty for our social media and helping to produce the show. Thank you to Joe Bowen, Pat Rounds for our artwork, Lane Montgomery and the Great American Owl for our theme song. Uh, Alex Barron, AJ McKeon for our editing, JJ Birch for our research. You can go to blankcheckpod.com for links to some real nerdy shit, including blankcheck special features, our Patreon, where, what, this episode's coming out... End of January, so we'll still be doing the uh, Kotsi Trilogy on Patreon. I hope I'm alive. Uh, don't we all? Nakoi n- 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 Kotsi. That's coming up. Coming up. That's coming up. Pure vibes. Ben's going to eat CBD dog bones on mic. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Uh, tune in next week for A Life Less Ordinary. And as always,
3: I can't wait to finish this little pizza. This little piece of pizza, pizza.